live. And that means that Pong and Mav are live right here, right now, for all of your viewing and listening pleasures. That's right, folks. Welcome back to PM in the PM. The best place to be on a Thursday night, according to myself and Mav, as always. It is, it is. July 21st already. We are cruising through the summer here, uh, getting ready for fall time. I know a lot of people are sick and tired of the hot weather. Uh, look, I love it. I'm in the wrong state for it because, yes, we do get hot here as well. We've been in the 90s and top to 100 a couple days. But I also go the opposite direction, get negative 30 on a regular basis during the winter. That's right, negative 30, folks. So um, I'm in the wrong state. But I know a lot of people are sick and tired of it. I know it's causing a lot of problems for people. So we are almost through summer already, which is insane. We do still have a little bit of August here where it's usually hot. But uh, hopefully it brings some relief. But Mav and I are here to talk about games that's right we got gaming news dropping this week we do have some interesting interesting topics but first let me introduce the co-host with the most as always the man who runs all of fun speculation well let's you know caitlin does most of it but that's fine <laughs> mav's there as well he gives her moral support as she's doing all this stuff behind the scenes shout out to caitlin love you uh, listen mav how the hell has your week been i know you've been playing some freaking power washer <laughs> we were just talking yeah. about this it's your new addiction brother but i know you've actually jumped into some other things uh one game i think that we probably will talk about before we get into the major topics because i think we both have some pretty strong opinions but yeah. how's your week been man what's been going on been good been playing lots of different things uh been trying to stay out of the heat as much as possible again it's freaking hot we talked about this last week no no break here. Um, well, I guess today is a little bit of a break because it's only a high of 99 because it was cloudy outside today. So the sun went away and that made it a high of 99 instead of 100. This is the first day in uh, weeks, I think, that we didn't hit over 100 degrees. So it's nice. We're um, in serious drought weather as well here in Texas. Um a little bit of sprinkles today, just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, not really enough to do anything, but um, it, it's still been nice to kind of not be scorching uh, in the sun today. Other than that, man, just been, uh, like I said, playing some stuff. I've I, uh, been running the gamut on those new games that we all, we got three new pretty big launches the other day between Stray, As Dusk Falls, and also Hot Wheels DLC. So I've been uh, checking out all three of those and um, got lots of opinions on all three of those. We'll probably dive some into that during the during the show here. Um, other than that, man, yeah, you're right. Power Watch Simulator is. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what has happened to me. I, I'm usually not a big simulator type player. You know, I have dabbled in Sims before and never really got hooked on one. Something about this game. That has its hooks in me. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's that mindless zombie style gameplay. I can just zone out, chill, relax, talk to friends, and just complete a task. I, I don't know what it is, man. It's, it's like, called getting old, Mav. Is that what's what happening to you? Yes. But, like, yes, I got sir. a real power washer and I won't <laughs> use it. And I am sitting there doing these like jobs that take three or four hours to do. And, uh, you know, I. I freaking love that game though. It, something's extremely zen 
about it. I, but I've probably received more flack about liking this game than any other game I've ever played before, which is interesting. I've uh, been getting messages and people are like, man, what's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> so, hey, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, I gave it a chance. It was in Game Pass. I would never have bought this if it wasn't a Game Pass. You right. know, right. shout out to Game Pass because I, hey. I have two. I have two success stories from Game Pass just in this week alone. Right, and one hundred percent. That's it's an amazing thing. Uh, subscription gaming is the future. I we've said it many times. It's 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 changed my gaming habits one hundred percent, and uh, I I love it, man. I, I love this new me that's willing to try all these different things because i don't gotta pay for it i don't gotta pay any extra it's just there you know so why not try it you might find something new you love now i'm gonna start a power washing business just because of this game (laughs) even though you just got that admitting you don't like to use one in real life no i well it's too damn hot outside (laughs) that's why it sprays water and and you get some mist in real life you gotta deal with that long ass hose too you know, I, I got to admit, like, that was the one smart thing from um, omitting from that game. You know, uh, it's not a real simulator because you don't have to deal with the hose. So you can, like, literally walk around circles around trees and stuff with no consequence. You know, uh, in real life, you still got to deal with the hoses and stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's making me, <laughs> making me contemplating life choices right now and stuff like power washing. Is it my was it my calling all along? And I just didn't know. Maybe I need to go try the real thing a little bit again and see see how it carries. <laughs> what could have been, Mav? What could have been, could have right? Been. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. What are you, uh, what glad you, you to? Bro, well, if you all can't see here. You're burnt. I've been, ki- I've been kissed by the sun. Well, no, this is not burnt anymore, Mav. This is now starting to go away. Okay. Oh, Last is, weekend, I... It's getting there. Okay. It's not completely tan yet. As you can see, I have not shaved because I didn't want to touch my face all week. That's how much I've hurt. Last weekend, went to an air show. And you're supposed to get smarter as you get older. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. But then there's other times where you think to yourself, what the F was my brain thinking about or not thinking about? And why didn't you realize this is going to happen? So I haven't gotten my first burn of the year yet. And I, you know, the kid, the, the wife's youngest is up here from California. He plays football. So he's already dark, dark tan. So I didn't even think about it. We went to this mm-hmm. air show. And when we got there and started parking, that's when it clicked in my head. Maybe I probably should have brought some sunscreen, but no, I did not do that <laughs> and i was like well we're already here not leaving we're getting parking spot this is gonna be packed we're going yep i fried myself worse than i have Oof. in a very very long time yeah. i started i had sun poisoning on sunday oh, i felt like complete shit oh bro i didn't want to do anything i was yeah. sick the kid actually before the end of the air show said we were watching the last uh, performance of thunderbirds the f-16s because he loves the f-16s and he wanted to stay and I was already feeling it. And I was like, Oh man, I got a three hour drive back. I'm like, this is going to be bad. And then he finally turned to me like five minutes into the Thunderbirds and goes, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's go. So sick all day, Sunday, uh, forced myself into work. Monday was still not feeling like myself. I started peeling Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah. And I went on Saturday. That's how blistered I was, man. So this has been a rough. Have you, have rough you peeled week. more than one layer? Yes, I'm okay. peeling multiple layers. It's been That's... nonstop. You guys, 
you guys probably can't tell. I finally got a lot of it, but like Monday and Tuesday sitting at my desk working, it was like snow falling <laughs> off my, literally, bro. I looked down at my yeah. keyboard, my shirt. It was awful, man. Yeah. It was awful. Um, so that's how my week started. But otherwise, gaming wise, um, listen, I have been playing um borderlands 3 uh mm-hmm. since i picked that up uh absolutely now i'm loving borderlands 3 um again it took I, I didn't it didn't grab my attention on ps4 i tried it i'm a huge borderlands fan and i was just like what is i, I don't get this this is not what i was looking for in borderlands but now that i'm into it i'm into it i love my looter shooters so i've been playing borderlands 3 um for a short time period and then like you said mav game pass dropped a game that we talked about here Uh, We talked about on other shows and I was always of the opinion people dismissed a lot of people dismissed this game just because of the style. And of course, that's as dust falls. Um, We saw it. It didn't show well. Um, I freely admitted that. I said that this game was going to come down to the story because obviously that's what this game is. It's about the narrative. And I said it was going to it was going to make or break it depending on if the decision making mattered in the game. If you felt rewarded for the decisions or if you felt like each decision really really mattered right and we're going to talk about this we'll get into this game a little bit more but i sat down the other night when it launched on game pass i had it pre-downloaded i popped it on i'm like okay i'm just going to try it out for a couple minutes i'm like i'm not i'm not going to do much popped it on to try it out for a couple minutes next thing i know i had finished all of book one which is uh chapters one through three I, I could not stop playing, right? So um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that's been pretty much my week. And I will announce live on air, I finally did the unthinkable this week, which was uninstalled NBA 2K22. Wow. Wow. I finally said enough is enough of my NBA uh, addiction. Yeah. And I actually Get ready for that it. three edition. <laughs> no, only if I win it. Only if I win it, brother. You know, I've won it past two years. It's mm-hmm. the only reason why I've had NBAs because I've won it past two years. I'm gonna go for it again this year, see if I can make it three years in a row. But I finally uninstalled it. I looked at my total time, 256 hours wow. played. Yeah. So uh, I got my fill of NBA. So I'm done with that. So now it's moving on to bigger and better things. There's so much coming out that I had to make room. Um so that was my week. But Mav, before we jump into the show, um, you posted on Twitter, but you know, not everybody yeah. lives on Twitter. Um, some people might just be getting home from work. Some people might be just waking up, depending on where you are in the world, whatever the case may be. So, but on Twitter, you posted an update, Mav, an, an amazing update, uh, really one that we've been looking for for a while. So go ahead, take it away. This is good news. Obviously, a lot of people in the community are going to uh be happy about this yeah. uh this one so go ahead take it away brother. yeah so people that are familiar with our channel uh very much well know assassin lupa one of the best people in the community a huge part of our fun speculation family and also uh panelists on xbox ultimate since near the beginning um of the show uh as, since we started going live she's been there pretty much from day one so um we've missed her greatly uh dealing been dealing with a lot of health issues obviously and uh, for people that have been following with the updates and stuff. So um, we last we had heard is that she had had surgery. The surgery as it went was an open brain surgery and it was successful, but they were uh, keeping an eye on her because they knew that the next several days were going to be very, uh, very crucial. Uh, she was in intensive care. So today, actually, well, this evening in the UK, 
Um, her husband had DM me. His name's John. He's a really great guy. He'd been obviously worried sick about her. He uh, told me, he says, uh, I'm just going to read it word for, for word for word. He says, I have not messaged before as there has not been a change. Uh, but this evening, Lupa woke up. She's very confused, and it will take time for her to recover, but he's very relieved and happy right now. So Lupa has woke up. You know, she's going to obviously take time to recover. Who knows exactly um, how serious any of the side effects or, you know, the consequences from, from any of this might be and, and stuff like that. So we're hoping for the best kind of recovery possible. Um, I have no idea, like, anything beyond that. The, beyond the fact that she's awake, you know, but um, holding out for the best, holding out hope for the best. And we miss her greatly. If she, I don't know if Loop is going to have a chance to hear this or anything in the future, but uh, you know, we all love you and miss you and um, just hope this recovery goes well for you. And I'm glad that the um, worst of it hopefully is over. Right. So um, yeah, it's great news today. Absolutely great news. Cause I've been, Hope, hoping to get some, you know, information, you know, because we've all been worrying about it. But that that that's it as of right now. So, uh, again, if I get any more information in the future, um, I will share. John has told me he will let us know, you know, any updates. And um, maybe maybe one day soon we'll hear from her herself. You know, that's 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 the best we could hope for, I think. Yeah, no, just absolutely amazing news. And again, um, you know, I retweeted you and obviously said, and I, I'll say this live on air to the chat because we've been talking about yeah. this almost every show. Listen, thank you all to the community. Um, anybody who's kept Lupa in their thoughts, their prayers, sent energy, whatever you did, if you had her in your heart at any moment in time during this process, thank you all for that. Again, it does matter in these instances. We have living proof of that in Spooky Sprocket. Spooky, the breathtaking gamer now, as he is uh, in YouTube, uh, of that. It does help. Every little mm -hmm. bit helps. And she does have a long road ahead. So please continue to keep her in your thoughts, your hearts, your prayers, whatever it is that you do, continue to do so. But just fantastic news, Mav. I mean, just a big relief, sigh of relief for all of us um, and anybody out there who's met Lupa, uh, whether, again, through chats, whether playing games, whether seeing her on a podcast, hearing her on a podcast, whatever the case may be, you just know what a special person she is. So that she's still here with us and that she's finally woken up is a, a blessing, a miracle, and it's amazing. Um, yeah. And I'm so happy for John and her entire family, obviously, as well. That is who really matters. That's those yeah. closest to her. But uh, just grateful, grateful to hear that news, Mav. That was awesome that you yep. uh, were able to tell us that so thanks brother yeah i was super happy to see it yeah exactly um well mav we kind of um talked about a little bit so let's jump into um some of these games that we've been playing this week because i know you've had a chance to play one that i want to play but because i don't have a playstation um i can't but yeah. it has been garnering a ton of of attention over on the PlayStation and PC side of things. Uh, people unironically trying to get game of the year next to this title. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. I know, but some people want, yeah. Hey, power wash I've been on this train. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, nothing's <laughs> going to be power wash. Sorry, Elden Ring. Um, no, but this game caught all of our attentions. I think we were all on board with this game. Yeah. And of course, the game that we're talking about is Stray. Um, the cat kind of set in this dystopian future, um, kind of cyberpunk future. Um, it's all 
you're doing cat things, right? And you're yeah. traveling through. Um, you know, I've, I've I've seen some of the clown show out here uh, from the green side, trying to talk about the hours that it's only four hours long. You know, whatever the case may be, I see most people completing it within about five uh, to six hours is what people are saying. But whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. It's an indie title. I don't care about the length. It's about what the game gives me, and I've seen nothing but positivity. But Mab, I know you had a chance to dive into this a little bit, and again, I don't have any experience with that outside of seeing a bunch of videos watching some people play it it looks ridiculously fantastic just like what i thought if you're a cat lover you're going to love this game it seems like even real life cats love this game there's a whole twitter page now dedicated to cats who watch stray uh and it's (laughs) absolutely incredible (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) yeah so am i um you even get some dogs in there chasing the cat out of the screen it's hilarious um what would you think, man? You jumped into straight for a little bit. What'd you What'd you think? What yeah, are your first impressions? I probably played for about like two hours total of it so far. I uh, I played on stream, and uh, dude, I'm I'm impressed. You know, I I'm not like game of the year type impressed, but like it's it's a great game. Uh, it's a great indie game. Um, it what I'm most impressed by is the animation and the fluid fluidness of the like of the controls, right? And it's just a really cool setting, like this world where there's like nothing else but the cat and like uh, old robots and stuff that like is from like this deserted wasteland where humans used to exist. It's kind of what it seems like to me. You know what I mean? There's a lot of story that you can unravel about the history of of things in there. And uh, there's enemies that you have to try and avoid and stuff like this. A lot of platforming but the controls are so tight and smooth and it's got good graphics and stuff. And it's, it's just fun to walk around and jump around from thing to thing. Cause like, I, I can't, I was trying to ask three bit this during the, uh, when I was streaming, cause I'm just like blown away at the, the animation of it. Cause I've seen like people model like cats and dogs and stuff in games and stuff, but like not to the control aspect where you're actually controlling it like this. And even when they've tried to model it, from like an outside perspective of just a, a creature walking around, a lot of times they get it wrong. You know what I mean? Like uh guardians of the galaxy. Um, great game as it is. That dog is weird. You know, the dog in the house, his yeah, body yeah, is yeah. not right. And uh, <laughs> in Cosmo and the, the pups, it, their bodies are not right. You know, the, the legs are just like way too far back and like long. And so it's just, it's just awkward. Um, and, so to see like this, these guys and Annapurna published this, I don't know the name of the, the dev studio themselves, but for them to like model this so well and animate it and make it so fun just to control and walk around, it was really impressive. And uh, I personally, I don't really get the, Oh, I'm $30 for four hours or whatever. That's too much. It, it's an indie game. I mean, what do you like? What do you want them to charge like 10 bucks? I mean, it's a really, really well-made game, right? Right. Really, right. really well-made polished game that you can sit there in hours and just walk around and have fun just messing around with and, and, and kind of dive deeper into finding secret type stuff and everything too. I mean, there's, there's a lot to love about it. Um, like I said, I'm not like game of the year type mm-hmm. um, there, but um, I think it's like going to be one of the better releases for this year for sure. And uh, indie game community is coming out strong this week for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, what? So you've been watching people <laughs> yeah. play and stuff. You've been seeing the clips and stuff. Like, is there something that stood out to you exactly about? Why, well, why I mean, it looks I, good? 
I mean, it's going to sound similar to you, but I think that, that you were you, you hit the nail on the head, Mav, when you said the just the animation of the cat, the natural like movement of the cats. Um, you know, as you're walking, as you're climbing, as all the different kind of movement that you make like you said we don't see animals are very hard to capture they're complex creatures and cats are extremely complex when it comes to their jumping when it comes to their landing abilities there's a lot of different things going on in the anatomy of a cat that that really gives it that you know ability to do some crazy crazy acrobatic things and so to replicate that as well as they have from what i've seen in the game is absolutely incredible um, and then on top of it, but again, it just confirmed what I thought the more I've watched of the videos is exactly what I gravitated towards was the setting and how well they've kind of made this dystopian future. Now, yeah. watching people play it, I've even seen some different environments that we had never seen before, right? From the videos uh, or from the trailers and the, and the previews, I hadn't seen some of the environments, but every single environment is unique. It's gorgeous. It's spot on. It's heavily detailed. Like that's like you just said, yeah, you can like knock over objects and stuff and right, all right. Kind of all of that, right. Th- this has been handcrafted and you can tell like, this is not a slap together indie title. This is something that's been put together with love, care and passion down to the minute details. And that's to me was always impressive. And again, price point, has never been a big deal to me. If it's a game I want to play, if it's within my budget and I budget it out, I'm going to play it. Now, this is also on PlayStation Plus Premium, which we already know as a free game or and the uh, middle uh, of the road one. I always forget the name of that one, but I think it's in both, right? It's not just premium. It's the other one as well. Um, but that's also showing you the value of a subscription service so that if you have that thought in your head, like, hey, 30 bucks, four hours, five hours. I just, yeah, I know it looks good, but I just really, I don't know if I want to spend that money. Well, then you you just join up for the subscription, you know, and you jump in and it costs you a fraction of price. Plus you get access to all the other games. And that's what you do. That's the power of game pass. We're going to talk about that again here in a second, Mav, with another game that's come out and kind of taken people by storm. Um, But yeah, everything I'm seeing in this game is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, when I pictured it, when we, they first started seeing it, I was like, damn, I really want to play this. I am an animal lover. I love dogs. I love cats. I love all animals. So to me, that's always going to be something that I go, yeah, I want to try that out. But the more I see of it, the more I fall in love with it. I can't yeah. wait to get a PlayStation 5 or we don't know how long the timed exclusivity yeah. is. Um, hopefully it comes back to Xbox at some point too. Because uh, I think this game deserves a bigger audience. I, I think that this dev, which is Blue 12 Studio, by the way, Mav, right. um, they deserve as many people playing this game as possible because they obviously are a very talented studio and I can't wait to see what they do in the future after they get done with this one. So uh, just awesome, man. I'm yeah. glad. I'm it, so glad to hear that everybody's liking it in YouTube. And there's been a lot yeah. of confusion that people thinking this is a place, a Sony game, right? Yeah. This is, this is not a, a Sony game no. as well. Like, no. cause it's I think a lot of published people are, are, criticizing like sony over the price thinking of trying to do console war stuff like when this comes to xbox it'll be 30 bucks as well or it may come into game pass day one when it hits xbox who knows exactly uh but this is kind of like on the same line of the artful escape remember that came out day one in game pass from annapurna interactive right yep um it, it i think it ended up going to other platforms i'm not sure if it has yet um if not it will eventually um but 
this will eventually probably be at other places as well, right? Uh, Annapurna kind of has a history of dropping things exclusive, you know, on one platform and then later releasing them on others. So uh, this is known to be a timed exclusive. We don't know what all consoles is coming to in the future, uh, but I believe they did acknowledge the fact that it will eventually come to other platforms. So um, it's also available on PC um, as yeah. well. And yep. uh, yeah, 30 bucks or what is even better. Yep. If you have PS plus extra or premium or premium, you get it yep. day one. Right. And you know what? That pays for two months of the service. Right. And you get to play the other stuff in there. So, you know, that's where that's what we talked about. Day one games is what gives me the value to say stay subscribed to a service. Right. Yep. And because it's saving me money like this saved me money. So I'm ha- I'm happy and I'm enjoying my time with the game. And uh, you know what? I'm probably not going to play through it multiple times. Right. Right. But I right. would have bought it if I didn't have PS plus extra. So shout out, shout out to subscription services and gaming. <laughs> Who knew PlayStation would have one that would have day one, a day one game that I would be excited about. And guess what? Sony didn't put a gun to Annapurna's head and make him put it in there either, Mav. No. I, I mean, it's amazing. They got paid. And so did the devs off of this. So uh, just crazy how that works, man. I just didn't understand wow. it. But now that it's on PlayStation, I understand. Like, from yeah. This, like, yes. So yes. They didn't <laughs> steal the game and put it in their service and like, and fuck them no. over. Like, I, no, I no. No, no, I, they did not, man. So everybody wins, man. Crazy wow. as that sounds. God, I know. Right? I mean, it's, it's not sustainable, though. I don't know if they can keep this up. <laughs> oh, so. Is it profitable yet? <laughs> Is it profitable yet? Yes, that's oh, correct. I don't know. Well, yes. PS Plus profitable? I, I, no, but that's why they got charged $70 for remasters. Um, Listen, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about another one, Matt, that jumped yeah. in this week that a lot of people a lot of people were like, I have zero interest. Like yeah. this is not grabbing me. And of course I'm talking about as dust falls, as I mentioned um, in my intro as dust falls, uh, this did not show off well for a lot of people. A lot of people had zero interest. We're talking about like checked out, like what is this garbage? Why is Microsoft spending so much time marketing as dust falls? Whatever made them think that this was going to be a good game. Um. And that's not being hyperbolic. Um, that is definitely comments that I have seen a plenty, not just from, of course, the usual clowns on the blue side, but I've seen it from a lot of people just in the Xbox community as well. But again, dropping day and date in Game Pass, it shows up, Mav, and here we are this week, and all of a sudden, everybody starts playing it, or the people at least that wanted to play it, like I did, yeah. started and started going on Twitter going, you need to play this game. You need to play this game. And then some other people who would not have played it if it was not in Game Pass, downloaded it, started playing it and said, look, I had no interest in this game, but this story is crazy good. The acting is off the charts. I'm having a blast making these decisions because they are impacting the story as I'm watching it. And the more I play the, the comment that I heard the most, Mav, and I think you made this comment too as well, Mav. Even if the art style, the art direction, and the um sl- you know, the, the the slide style kind of yeah. animation that they have to this, even if that was a turnoff for you, 
the more you played it, the more the story gripped you, you stopped noticing that Mm -hmm. it didn't bother people anymore. Like that, that, that became a side, like that just was in the background because the story was so gripping. Right. And now got a lot of people talking about this game, a lot of people talking about this game, possibly winning some narrative awards, which I think it should definitely be up for narrative awards type awards as well. Voice. Yep. Acting type awards. I again, I played through book one. I have not finished yet. Our brother from another Psychonauts has already finished it. Um, and he has got nothing but praise for it as well. Mav, I think did you finish book one too? I I don't I I finished a act yesterday. I don't know if it was the end of book one or not. Um Okay, one through three, and then it rolls credits, and then you go on to the second book. Just okay, so you know. I think a lot I, of people thought they finished, finished the game. I think I finished yeah. act two. Okay, act two. Okay, cool. I restarted, I played um about an hour on stream the other day and yeah. then like kate was like and i, I was going into the stream i i have yep. said before i started playing guys just to let everybody know i've had zero interest in this game but i'm willing to try anything if it's in game pass especially something that's like you know microsoft believes in they're publishing it right they are promoting it a lot i'm, I'm gonna try it i'm not just gonna like not try it right and so I was like, but I have zero interest mainly because of that art style has been, it's just was distracting yeah. and annoying to me sure. for all those trailers and everything. It's like, I, I just have yeah. no interest, but I'm going to try it and see if I can get into it because who knows, right? Maybe I'll like it. Right. I started out. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is what I was worried about. You know what I mean? And, and then, yeah. you know, about like 10 minutes in, I'm like, Oh, okay. What's happening here? You know? Okay. Right. All right. And then like, Man, there's so many like turns and stuff that you're not expecting and like really, nope. really difficult decisions. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like internal yeah. struggle type decisions like, fuck, what are the consequences going to be of this, of this action that I'm about to take? You know, let me, and then, let, like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick, man, since you're on the topic of decision making. How are you playing? Are you playing thinking about the consequences of the story or are you thinking about how you would decide in real life? So the first time. I was playing it uh, the first hour when I was streaming. I, I was playing like the con- the decisions I would make, right? And trying to make the smart decisions, right? Yep. To try and like keep everybody alive. I mean, main, <laughs> main goal, right? No, so, I don't so, want so you're doing die. the mass effect. You were doing the mass effect, yeah, was, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, try- I was trying to play like, what would I do here? You know what I mean? Uh, trying to be smarter than them. Right. Like that kind of stuff, you know, and then what the second because I had, I learned a lot, you know, from that. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, when I was playing with uh, we, we started again last night in bed, like my daughter wanted to watch it. Kate was watching it. We tried the three player thing where they had like the yeah. iPad and phone. I, we weren't as into that. Like I, yeah. it kind of made it more distracting for me mm-hmm. personally than anything. I've seen some people like you got to play this person game of the multi right. people and stuff. For me, I think it's like better just making that choice and just going with it. So it's not such a like distraction for each mm-hmm. sequence. Right. Yep. Um, and, but the second time I made some more like r- ruthless decisions. Right. And tried to be like, because I learned some things that had happened. I was trying to change the course of that. You know what I mean? Right. And see right. what would happen. And man, I made some wrong decisions that second time. <laughs> I'll, I'll say um, <laughs> now we're, I'm a little bit further. I'm a little bit further in. So, you know, now, but I don't, I don't know. Like I, I know certain things happened that they didn't happen the first time. And I'm like, wow. Okay. That took us, that took a turn. 
but right. I, I uh, I'm really interested because like if you look at the dialogue path or whatever, like there's a whole second chain that I have no idea what happens like, and it, it goes on to one of the decisions you make early on in the game, yep. right? So yep. now like it's adds replayability. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the, the most interesting thing about um like the slideshows type animation and stuff is after like I it was annoying at first after I starting to play it and stuff. I actually found that I actually appreciate that mm-hmm. because it's it's almost like when you make that decision and you see the next slide, it's like a moment of anticipation because you don't know what's mm-hmm. going to pop up. Right. Yep. And yep. It, it seems like it makes actual sense for the gameplay. Because each time they reveal a new scene, it's a surprise. Right. As opposed to it's in motion and you're in the moment and all this kind of stuff. And it, it's like it makes the the impact of your decisions more have more weight, in my yep. opinion. Right. So it, it turned out to be a brilliant thing. I'm actually loving this game um, mm. and it's going to be one of my favorite games of the year, probably by the time this is done. I'm still early, early on. Right. Yep. Uh, but we're going to yep. play it each night until we finish it and then maybe do a different playthrough and see like the different decisions we make. But a huge surprise had zero anticipation. I was actually downright disrespectful to this game at times saying like, guys, I just don't get it. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. sick of seeing this game, all this stuff. And you know what? Again, like I said, there's two, uh, two things that showed the power of subscription services. Uh, w- one of those is power wash simulator. And the other one is <laughs> as dusk falls. Right. Um, yeah. Because I would not have bought this game, you know, um, I really wouldn't have. And now I would, probably buy it even if it ever i mean it's not gonna leave game pass as published by microsoft but right if it ever right. had were to leave game pass i'd probably make sure i owned it you know yeah. like it's, it's a yeah. fantastic game yeah um very interesting Matt, because a lot of the same things hit now again i had interest in this game yeah. um even though you know i there there's there was things that i thought well i don't know if it's going to like grab me the same way because of how it's presented, but I didn't mind the animation, but I didn't know about the slide effect if that was going to take me yeah. out of each moment. Right. Um, and then when I, but I, I still had a lot of interest in the game because you know, the narrative and I don't do narrative games. Now, mm-hmm. again, narrative games are very hit or miss for me. I've tried some of the big ones out there that people absolutely love. And I'm just like, nope, can't do it's just it's not doing it yeah. for me I, my, they're hit or miss for me too i my one of my favorite ones was firewatch i don't know if you played that I, yeah that no i started firewatch i have to i have to actually finish that game i do have it installed and i've got to finish it but um i i just didn't know i didn't know how yeah. it was gonna go and like i said i popped it in for literally i was gonna try it for a minute and head over to borderlands 3 and could not stop man yeah could I, I not saw you stop. post that you went through three yeah. acts and yeah. like that one night. I, I could yeah. i could not stop but the thing for me, Mav, and I don't, I, I like, I know why people will go back and play through this again, obviously, to see all the different things that happen. You know, for me right now, what I'm feeling is because I'm playing this by myself, right? And because I'm making all the decisions, I feel like I'm creating my own story because from start to finish, I've been making decisions as I think I would decide in right. that moment, right? I didn't start out by thinking about consequences of the story. And the the impressive thing, Mav, there has been, whenever you get this, and this this happens in open world RPGs, um, you know, Bethesda title, it doesn't matter. It happens a lot where you get to a situation, you're like, come on, give me another option. 
come on, there's got there. You would, you would not have these options. You would have this option. Are you looking for the one that, you know, it's not even close to how you would react. Right. If you're playing that way in this game, there has been very few moments where I've sat and looked at the options and could not find one that I could see myself yeah, choosing. I right? agree with that. Uh-huh. Which, which is insane for a game like this, that branches as much as it does and the impact that each decision actually does have on what happens on the screen and where the story goes. That is crazy to me. That tells me that interior night who are the devs, extremely talented group of writers whoever was the writing group if there was one two three people because mm-hmm. again this is a small team whoever it was extremely talented to be able to figure out branching paths where your decisions actually do cause you anxiety at points that you want to you're, you're really thinking how would i re-? and again for me because i'm choosing how i would re- how how would I react here? What would I do? Holy shit. I've never been in this type of position before. Right. I don't want to be in this, be in this type of position, but what would I do? You go with your, you go with your gut probably, right? Yeah. Your gut instincts, yeah. Right? yeah. I go with my gut instincts. Right. And again, to see them be able to have as many options in certain situations that really do all feel different. And yes, when you're reading the options in the back of your mind, even though I'm reading for myself and trying to decide what I would do personally, as I read them, I can, you know, sometimes see clearly what will happen if I make that choice. But then there's other times where it's like, I have no freaking idea what's mm-hmm. going to happen here. Like you said, they and then like you, you in those situations on purpose yeah. so many times. Yes. Right. And it's like, so wow, many. it's a, it's hard. It, I can't, they stopped at those points, like mm-hmm. at perfect times of like those tough decisions. I, yep. I've never played a game where the, the, there's so many consequential decisions, like one after another, like that, that you really do feel like this is going to have a big impact, right? And and even small ones, right, Mav? Even yeah. small ones that pop they, up on the screen, mm-hmm. you got to be like ready. Like you got to be ready, not only for the quick time events, because they can pop up anytime. If you ain't ready, trust me, you're going to miss, okay? Because those things come quick. Yeah. But it's just the small little decisions like, oh, sh- oh, oh, shit. What, this is going to have an impact on something. What would I do? Oh, my God. What would I do here that you're not even thinking about? They're going to give you that choice, right? That's the crazy part mm-hmm. about this game. Um, and now I see why Microsoft was so excited for this game. Is it going to win everyone over? No, it's probably not going to win everyone over. And I think we saw that from the reviews, right? Yeah. There are some reviewers. Look, <laughs> don't get it sometimes i i can't put myself in that shoes because i don't write professionally as a reviewer i don't get paid to do reviews but sometimes i don't understand how they knock down a game for x amount of points or whatever stars or whatever however they're 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 scoring a game for certain features when the rest of the review is so glowing for like the story right i I just i don't get that concept but i think this is definitely gonna be one of those games that is divisive but i think as time goes on and as more people jump into it because i think a lot of people are playing stray right now um and i think a lot of people are obviously kind of um you know for the people who have both systems or have a pc whatever the case may be i think some of those people are going to drift over to this game i think this game could have some legs to it down the road even if it is just xbox and pc it doesn't matter is it on pc right yes yes okay pretty sure it is <laughs> pretty sure it is i can't remember I mean, it's on mobile i like 
Yeah, it's on mobile. You can do well, it. I mean, yeah, I you, you can, can it's control got touch it controls. from mobile, but I don't. You got it. touch controls. You can cloud stream it too. Right, right, it's got right. touch controls. So, um, I think this game will have legs, and I think the more people that jump into this game, will start seeing what this actually is about, and I think more people will gravitate towards it and be at the end of the day by when it's all said and done. I think a lot more people are going to be saying really, really high praise for this game, especially when it comes to the narrative. Um, again, you haven't even gotten to some of the real big decisions yet, Mav, if you're only in Act 2. And there's oh, more. There's already been some crazy. Yeah, there's been some crazy, but just get ready because it ramps up. It's one yeah. of those games, too, that everything gets crazier. The other, the other thing i'll say and we can move on after this though is that again when i'm playing through now that i played through the first book and i'm sitting back and thinking about my experience even though you're making choices as different characters because you don't just make decisions for one character you make mm -hmm. decisions for multiple characters i still feel like the story's personal to me yeah. right it's weird it's weird most of the time if you jump around from character to character it will feel like, Hey, I got all these different kind of points of views, but that kind of loses the personal feel for me, at least the personal, the feel of just being in one character's mode all the time. But for this game, even though I'm, I'm making decisions for multiple different characters, when I'm sitting back, I still feel like I'm creating my own story here. Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. that is crazy. It's like you're, you're me, the writer, man. you know yes, what I mean? Yes, in right. a lot of ways, right? Even though the choices are made for me, even though the outcomes are, are set in stone based upon the developers, as I'm going through it, just because I know the consequences are so different for each decision, it does feel like I'm creating my own story and this is my game. Like, this is my thing, right? That's why I don't know if I'm going to go back and play through it again because I kind of am getting the feeling like I'm going to be attached. Hey, this is my playthrough. Yes, yeah. my story, right? My story. Um, but yeah, phenomenal game. Anybody listening now, uh, live, anybody listening in the future, if you guys have Game Pass, if you have not downloaded As Dust Falls, it's like 60, 70 gigs. It's a big game. It's worth it. Make the room, download it, and try this out. Again, delete your NBA. Case, That's okay. Yeah, delete your NBA 2K22 like I did. Um, I think you will. I think there's a greater than not chance you will be pleasantly surprised if you give this game a shot. If you don't dismiss it just because you may not be attracted to the looks of it, but you give it a real chance and you start following along with the story, again, the acting is off the charts. The soundtrack is awesome. There are some songs in there that I had to look up, and some of it is so you know sublime and in the background don't realize it's there, but some of the songs fit so well into the moments it was so impressive. And again, the acting yeah. shout out to interior night. This is an up and coming dev team. This is a dev team. That's got the story narrative writing talent to do big things in this yeah. industry, because not everybody can write. That's why the obsidians, the Bethesda's are so amazing when they come out with their games is because of the writing. There's a lot of good writers in this industry. There's not a lot of great writers in this yeah. industry. And this is their first game too, I believe, yes. right? So Correct. I'm yes. going to be really excited to see what they come out with next because this is a stepping stone type game for them. I, I see a couple people in the chat making a good point too. Like, because like this is not a lot of like, there's no move real motion here, a lot of it or anything like that. You're, it's all yeah. about decisions. Yeah, this, cloud. Would, this would be great for the cloud. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You don't even necessarily have yep. to download this. Nope, um, it's got touch controls built in already. So you're good. Yeah. Or yeah. even that no, console great. cloud. Yeah, console cloud. Exactly. Just try it. 
You're right, guys. I always forget about that because I just download pretty much everything. I do play some cloud, but I download pretty much everything on yeah. my console. But you guys are all right. That's exactly what cloud is for and why it's so amazing as well is the ability to just to try the game without even taking up any space on your hard drive. And like you guys all pointed out, like Mav just said, it's a great game for that because there's not a lot of movement. It's like a turn-based strategy game in that regard where even if you have not the best connection, you're not probably going to notice at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just shout out to As Dust Falls. Uh, shout out to Interior Night. So impressed by this game. Um, can't wait to finish it off um, and go from there, but well worth the experience. Just it, it's so freaking good. Uh, caught again, even as somebody who was interested and somebody who pointed out the fact that is this game's reception was going to be based upon the decision making um, and how it felt if it felt impactful, still blown away and caught off guard by how good it actually is. So um, go check that out. Um, Man. Yeah. Just a great week for games. Um, And no, I did not play power washer, everybody. So I don't have any comments. Mav uh, definitely laid it out. Power washer for those Zen like moments in gaming is there for your experience. Just like uh, lawnmower. Game of the year 2022. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. How's the acting in power washer? It is pretty good. Like me and ja- me, <laughs> me and me and Jasper streamed yesterday, and we we acted a little bit. We 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 were uh, power washers are us. We were doing a tree house there for our client. So you know, we, nice. Um, we check out our stream yesterday. We had some fun. Is it uh, multiplayer? Yeah, you can play co-op. You can oh, wash Jesus. you can wash stuff together, man. Now I'll say this: the one the one flaw with that game right now the 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 co-op's a little buggy. Like some reason, if you get too close to each other, like sometimes the other person will like lag out of your game. It's I don't know. We don't know. We're trying to figure out what causes it. But like sometimes the person that joins your game will get yeah. kicked out every once in a while. OK, OK, so well, that's all right. That that's the one thing. And we it even has if you do free mode, which is not the yeah. main career, you can do six players. Really? Six players. <laughs> okay. Now that was very buggy because everybody kept getting lagged out. Now yeah. this is a brand new game that just came out. Right, you know, right, I, I'm, right. I'm sure that'll get kind of fixed over time. Right. But uh, yeah, it's uh man. I, I've been having a blast. I've been, been an embarrassing amount of time to uh, probably almost like 25 hours <laughs> into it at this point now. Um, It came out yeah, like a you, week ago. Did, did you even wait? Okay. First of all, I'll say this uh, for the people out there. No, I have not tried Hot Wheels DLC yet. Um, again, I got wrapped up into uh, As Dust Falls and uh, did not. I, I downloaded it. I've got I've got Horizon redownloaded again. I'm um, planning on jumping into it. Um, but between Borderlands Three and As Dust Falls, I have not touched the Hot Wheels DLC. I've seen a ton of people absolutely praising the hell out of that, as we all knew would happen with Playground Games. Matt, have you touched? The Hot Wheels DLC. Yes. Yet. So on the same stream, I actually tried all three of those games. Okay. I tried Stray, I tried As Dust Falls, and I tried Forza Horizon Hot Wheels expansion. Um, wow. Yeah. Best release of the week. Okay. I mean, abs- like, I, I can't believe it's not being marketed out to high hell right now because it's like a whole new game. I mean, it's if you want to buy it standalone, it's 20 bucks. If you're a subscriber to Game Pass, you get a discount. So it's like 18 bucks. Uh, if you had gotten the fifty dollar like uh, like gold upgrade uh, premium ultimate edition extreme yeah. whatever at, yeah. at launch to upgrade that yeah. your Game Pass copy, which shout out to Crazy Louie, I think he had actually gifted that to me, um, yeah. and so I, this gifted I'm still reaping the benefits. Us. It's a gift that keeps on giving. 
Uh, thanks yep. to Louis. Uh, man, that is the one of the most impressive expansion DLCs I've ever seen. I mean, it is absolutely insane. It, it is huge. It is, That's fuck, it is freaking huge, man. I mean, yeah. it's just tracks everywhere. Uh, loop-de-loops, you know, you got different biomes, you got different track types, you know, you got ice, you got water, you got bumps, you know, you got speed boost, you got jumps, you got everything. You got all these different Hot Wheels, you got Hot Wheels history that they tell you about when you're uh, when you're doing certain races and stuff. There's a whole under the track area where it's like the whole world, like with actual like ground and off-road racing and stuff. And man, I was not prepared how massive that expansion was going to be they could have sold this as a 60 dollars game alone and i don't think you'd hear uh many complaints about that whatsoever like it is absolutely is, astounding is it better than hot wheels own game yes <laughs> it is and that's a good game like i like right. that game like the hot wheels right. game that came out uh last year um i pray earlier this year maybe actually i don't remember when it came out but I've praised it. I said it's a great game. I, I have fun. It's a great little art. It's a great track arcade racer. You can have a lot of fun drifting, a lot of drifting and stuff in that. Um, but, dude, playground, um, playground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand now why they did this because before, like, I I was even like, why are they doing Hot Wheels again? You know, like, okay, right. you know, I'll see what they're gonna do. You know, I I've been begging for like a Transformers or something like that, something like really off the wall. You know, um, expansion. But yeah, I was like Hot Wheels again. Okay, I was surprised because I didn't expect this because we we have a Hot Wheels game. I didn't think Hot Wheels would do licensing to Forza yeah. anymore yeah. because that might deter people from buying their own game. You know what I mean? But yeah, they they yeah. did, and like like again, man, like just holy cow, this is uh, absolutely amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. I I'm super blown away by it. Uh, best thing. This probably could be the best thing that Microsoft releases this year and yeah. publishes this year. I mean, as shout out to As Dust Falls, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, I is that's really exceeding my expectations and blowing me away. But uh, that playground um, games, dude, they they are. I understand why it's taken so long for this to come out. Yeah, you know, it it uh, like they. I, I don't know. I I don't know what how much else I like. What else mm -hmm. to say other than just <laughs> it's incredibly impressive um it, it, the, even the opening it just gives you feels man it's just like it's fantastic it's fantastic i want everybody out there to play hot wheels you just just play with them you'll feel like a kid again it's uh, right. incredible yeah i can't wait to jump in um obviously i've got a ton of hours into horizon um more so than a lot um yeah. you know it, it's and I, and like I said, then I, I just finally, you know, I had to make room and I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just, I'll come back to it. But now this DLC and watching everybody play it and what I've seen, I'm not, I had, I mean, I was a huge Hot Wheels fan as a kid. Um, the first Hot Wheels DLC, I, I was cool with it. I didn't like it as much as everybody else did. Yeah. So I wasn't like over the top waiting for this, but now that I've watched people play it and I've seen how big it actually is. Um, like you were talking about Mav and from what you're saying, it's probably even bigger than what I've seen people show off so far. I really can't wait to hop into this. This looks absolutely incredible. Uh, again, shout out to playground. Like you just said, Mav, I was going to bring up that exact point. Now we know why it took longer than normal mm -hmm. for them to come out with this DLC. It and makes a lot of one sense too. I mean, we're going to get another big, big yeah. expansion later. Yep. Right. So and next year, maybe, I guess, I, I don't know, but like if playground is in another league, 
Uh, yeah. They just uh, on another level. Uh, yeah, I don't, they, I don't they really understand are. How they do it? They make GT. They make uh, Polyphony just look so bad. You know, I, I mean, they're like Polyphony is. I mean, they're. they're I like G. I like Gran Turismo, right? I I've been a proponent for Gran Turismo. I like I like it. You know, this is our, and this, again, this is an arcade racer. You know what I mean? But to within a year to have Forza Horizon Five, and then for this expansion to drop, both of them blow like graphics and anything away that I've experienced in, in GT seven so far. And I, I, I enjoy GT seven. I like it. I like it. It's fun, but like, I can't wait for Forza Motorsport now, man. Cause I, I can't wait yeah. to see what turn 10 do, you know, <laughs> like this is Forza itself has 100% after because GT seven has now come out. They, they've had the opportunity. Forza has cemented itself as 100% no questions asked the predominant go-to number one simulation racer and arcade racer. Yep. As they got the, they got the whole freaking corner marketed on, uh, on that. The only thing they don't have is cart racing. Maybe that'll be the next uh, expansion and they'll just get the trifecta. That would be absolutely incredible. Boom's been all over that for the longest yeah. time, right? Playground doing a kart racer. Um, Could you imagine with the, with a bunch of like with, freaking Microsoft with, characters? With, with, yep, the Microsoft IP. Oh, brother. Dude, yeah. I, I'm not even a kart it. guy, but man, that'd be so absolutely freaking phenomenal, man. It would be so ridiculously good. Um, Call it Micro maybe Kart. Can, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Kart X, whatever you want to do. Uh, would be absolutely incredible, though. Um, and so shout out to Playground. I can't wait to jump into this and I'm glad you enjoyed it, Mav. Um, and I'm glad that other people, again, seen so many people playing this game. Obviously it's a huge deal. Um, so again, the, the run of Forza domination continues. Uh, and if yeah. they can pull off fable the way that they've pulled off Forza horizon um, playground as they set as a goal to be one of the best studios in the world, if not the best studio in the world, I think their internal is the best. And I know you can say, well, everybody does that. Nah, not everybody does it out front. Like they did publicly. If they can pull off fable and they can make, bring that quality that they've shown in cars over to an open world RPG setting, they will be one of the top yeah. developers. They, they already are just based upon Forza horizon, but if they can go outside of their usual and show that they can do a whole completely opposite genre in the same quality when top studios yeah, in the world. And early word is like that game fable is beautiful, right? So environments, environments are going to be off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is look at some of the artists that are posting stuff on Twitter that are part of playground. Like, yo, if they come close to what those artists can do, we're going to see one of the most beautiful RPG settings ever in game. Yeah. And, and again, by watching horizon um, and the environments that they've put into that game, um, I, I believe it. I believe it could po be possible that we're going to that, see one of the best that whole hot wheels area at nighttime is a sight yeah. to behold. Dude, you got like all these different lights everywhere and you got waterfalls and stuff. And then you got a volcano. It's insane. Beautiful. <laughs> Awesome. I can't wait to jump in. Now you just made me even more excited to jump back in. Um, Mav, before we get to the next topic, I got to give a shout out to the 55 plus people joining us this evening. You all are looking amazing. We got the Rockin' Warrior Gamecast in here. Of course, shout out to you, sis. Good to see you as always. Oni, Spooky, Talos Ray, 
Cool Cat Terry, good to see you. Uh, it's been a while, uh, for sure. The Fifth Horseman V is in the house. Gogol Poe is here. Isildur's Bane is here. We got, uh, who else we got here? We got Seeky in the house. Seeky, uh, to answer your question, I talked a little bit about Borderlands 3. It did not grab me at first. I played it on PlayStation 4. Uh, I'm giving it a second go because I picked it up for 10 bucks for the Super Deluxe Edition. Now that I'm into Borderlands 3, it is absolutely incredible Borderlands. I'm a Borderlands fan. Um, I have found my love for Borderlands 3, and I'm absolutely, absolutely over the moon for it that the different uh, weapons at uh, the creativity is there that that's what really draws me in and it's amazing so i'm absolutely loving uh, borderlands 3 uh it's timmy is in the house brother great to see you def leopard always good to see that name in here one of my favorite bands from back then uh shane some sugar. Oh, um, oh my god eighth grade <laughs> dance brother uh shane good to see you sir as always too big big giant supporter thank you thank you general spartan 27 wouldn't have a chat without you sir thank you for being here and of course the one the only vic the click is here as well john 907i is in the house good to see you john appreciate you being here dr dingle nut great great to see you as well caitlin shout out to you love you i'm glad we can be peeling together <sighs> losing skin <laughs> she's still peeling too. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it i know she was burnt too uh nico hunt great to see you in here forsaken ghost always great to see you brother even though you change your name but it's still great to see you um <laughs> razor nz always always a great time to have you in the chat tony grasso again wouldn't be a chat without you in here brother thank you for dropping on in we got froggy t right in the house Awesome to see you. And let's see here. Who else we got? We have Masshole 1977. Masshole. Great to see you. Brother Infinite Umbra in the house. Great to see you. And of course, the one and only Stone King X is up in here as well. Thank you all for dropping in here. Who else? Who else? Who else we got in here? Oh, God, my chat. There we go. Uh, lose my chat all the time. Boba Fett Gaming. Great to see you, sir. Thank you for dropping in here. Master Cloud X3. Calorie is in the house. Both of you, thank you for dropping in and saying hi to me and Mav. We appreciate you guys so much. Asa from Game On Daily, of course, showed up in here. What's going on, Asa? It's been too long, man. You and I haven't talked. We did a couple podcasts together, like really short time frame apart. And then I haven't seen you, man, but good to see you. Uh, Alvin is in here. Alvin, what's going on? Um, let's see here. Who else we got up in here? Invader Gaming dropping on in. Great to see you, brother, as always. Thank you for dropping in and saying hi to us. Appreciate you. Um, who else am I missing? Who else am I missing? Oh, Mr. Joanna Dark. I can't forget you. You're always dropping in by. You drop in early and say hi. Thank you. Ghost Fixter. Great to see you. Of course, the one, the only brother, Lore Master Jasper, Mr. Actually Guy up in here. How you doing? Bionic Wolf. Great to see you as well. Andrew Cullinane. Ill Ray Tito. Both of you. Thank you for being here. Monster 530. Oh man, we got a lot of amazing did, did people. Did you get? Up in here. I can't read or write, but I can drive a tractor. <laughs> no, I did not get. I can't read or okay. write, but I could drive a tractor. I'm glad you can drive a tractor, sir. I, I'm glad. I'm That's really awesome. glad. That That's is a good awesome. Life skill. 
It is. It's very important. And in fact, in my town, when I was stopped at the uh, gas station, my town is smaller town and we're out in the farm country. Uh, dude, just driving in about a 1950, 1960 tractor right into the gas station. Nice. Now, well, I will right say in. this about the tractor drivers, guys. All right. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you. But, you know, you don't like have to be on the main highway, you know, sometimes driving at like 15 miles an hour for like 30 miles straight and block all the traffic i understand maybe there's not a choice sometimes but my god this reminds me dude um i was going out to a customer's house uh last week for my my real work and man this guy was driving a, like it's a two-lane highway you know yep and it's this hillbilly in a truck had a tra- had a trailer on his truck and he had a beam on the back of it like some huge metal beam structure oh, uh, that he was carrying on this track on this trailer and yeah. this thing was like 30 feet wide <laughs> and it was going over over onto the side uh, like yep. you know into the fucking service lane and yep. it was going into the other lane so he oh, was like driving oh half- did he have flags on it at least did he have markers on it no he didn't have like an oversized <laughs> load truck in front of him he didn't have anything on it. he was just driving and i'm and i was uh. like getting close to from behind him i was like oh my god this guy's gonna kill somebody he was driving in the middle of the road between both lanes to make room for his thing. And then when a car would come on, he would scoot over. Oh, right. But then he would have to scoot over enough to the right that it was like his trailer thing that was so far was like almost smashing all these like farm properties, mailboxes. I mean, coming within like this close. I mean, I'm not (laughs) kidding. I mean, fences and stuff. I mean, this metal steel structure thing that he's carrying was coming like this close to just annihilating everything and it's coming about this close to the cars and you see the cars just fucking dodging like swerving like because they're not anticipating seeing this huge metal structure coming at their face so they're just right. swerving right I'm like my god so i, I like slowed way down because i just could see something really bad happening and i don't know what happened but this guy ended up pulling off into the side of the road and he's like maybe he thought better you know like i'm gonna kill somebody <laughs> at this but he was there doing that for a few miles man that was that was one of the craziest things i've ever seen somebody trying to tempt before in my life anyway oh god yeah yeah we've got that up here too so yeah i understand completely your pain mav uh most of our tractor drivers at least try to drive in the shoulder so we can go by but there's a lot of times where the roads are too skinny and they can't and you got to sit behind them and yeah, they've got you I, know yeah, i get that yeah. you know that's what yeah. it is they, this guy should have had like a yeah company no. deliver this thing whatever yeah, he needed was. half legs yeah he needed half legs on that at least but yeah no it sounded like that he took matters into his own hands and probably wasn't the best best no, decision no. yeah you, I, I mean usually when there's somebody like that they have somebody in front of them yeah. has like an oversized yes. load warning and, and yes. behind them as well you know i think it's probably the law i, I don't think that was probably legal it, if he was taking no, up this both was lanes. definitely not definitely not legal <laughs> because I mean, I, I thought I would, if you've seen Final Destination, I thought I was about to witness a Final Destination moment. You know, like I, I thought that's, that's what was not going to happen. That's not good, bro. That's not good at all. Oh, my God. All right. Well, hey, listen, chat, you're all amazing. You're all beautiful. Thank you all for being here and joining me and Mav tonight. We do appreciate you 
immensely. Um, and if you can, if you have not hit that like button, please go ahead and do so. And if you got a second and you want to share us out to tell everybody that we are live, please go ahead and do that again. Business side of things, Mav and I don't do it often. P people tell us we don't do it often enough. A lot of times um, it's just important for us to continue to grow this channel, um, which Mav has been doing just an amazing job over the past uh, year and a half, two years now. So, um, but thank you all for being here. We love you all, and I uh, hope you're all having a great time. But let's get down to some topics Space, now. We talk real quick, Pong. I have yeah. to say, uh, I saw a notification on Twitter that I mean, on Twitter on YouTube that we just had our second birthday on the channel. I think. Did you? Yeah, I really. Think it's the second I think it's the second anniversary the other the other day for the creation of the channel. How could you not have that written down somewhere, bro? I don't. I don't it should have been like a celebration. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> It disappeared. So anyway, Caitlin, take care of this years. guy. Would you? He's oh man. Uh, all right. Let's get down to some topics, man. Holy cow. We talked a lot of games already. Why? God, um, we are over an hour in already. It's crazy. Yeah, we haven't even um, touched on Ubisoft yet. Well, we, you know, it's, hey, you brought it up. We go ahead, jump right into it. If you want to jump into this, let's go uh ubisoft doing ubisoft things today um for anybody who was not around on twitter let's fill you in a little bit with what came out about ubisoft oh brother um where to start okay well uh news first broke that ubisoft and i believe this came out of an investor call if i'm not mistaken Mav, correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's where this information came from uh Ubisoft delays Avatar Frontiers of Pandora to fiscal year 2023-2024. <laughs> Not a small window here, Mav. They like, this is a big window. This is from April of 2023 all the way to March of 2024, if anybody's wondering what this window looks like. So, for anybody who doesn't remember, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was announced approximately, I want to say, about a year ago, Mav, maybe a little over a year ago now, 14 months, 15 yeah, months, somewhere in there. Like that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the movie is coming out this December. Uh, James Cameron's uh, second Avatar movie will be out in theaters this December. So it was lining up perfectly. They announced it, said it would be out in 2022, which all made sense. Of course, you want to line it up as close to the movie as possible. Um, the attention is, you know, everybody's talking about Avatar. You got a game out. That's the way it used to always work. Unfortunately, companies have drifted away from that recently. Um, but we thought there was a chance. They showed it off. Uh, they showed us some quick you know, hits, it was just a basic, just announcement, but we did get to see some environment and stuff and, and, and some of the uh, animals, the creatures um, and that kind of stuff. And it was looking great. Um, it's a first yeah. person shooter, shooter title, open world um, looked fantastic. Um, and again, a lot of people were excited, myself included. I'm actually yeah. really excited about this game. Um, and then they announced this. So delayed out of 2022 completely into a big gigantic window. So we'll, from my personal um, kind of thoughts on it, when they give this type of window, I'm going to say late 2023 yeah. at the earliest. <laughs> so um, Jeff Grubb added to that as well. He came out um, and quote tweeted Nibel, uh, who had tweeted the information out and said that he had heard a month ago that the game looked beautiful, but the gameplay was rough. 
That's what he heard a month ago. So if that falls in line again, we know Grubb is very reliable when it comes yeah. to inside information. Um, Mav, your thoughts on Avatar Frontiers of Pandora being delayed till fiscal year 2023-2024. Yeah, that what one doesn't think? necessarily bother me in and of itself that much. I, I, I don't mind delays, right? Like, this was not one of those that I was like, oh, I can't wait for Avatar. You know, like, I, I'm excited to play it. Uh, from what I've seen from it, it could be potentially like Avatar type Far Cry. You know, like it's it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm definitely down for it. Um, but the, a lot of the other news that came out along with this that was uh, um, <laughs> actually came out from I think I forgot who tweeted this, but Stephen Toltito. Yeah. yeah, there's game cancellations. Also, not only that, yeah. but there's also like uh, some leaks about the potential announcements coming for this year. Um, yes. That is correct. And, and I've got the, I yeah. think Nibel did that one too. So Didn't he? Uh, as far as yeah, Avatar, I, whatever makes the game the best, I'm all for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, hey, delay it. You know, uh, I don't know what this means for Ubisoft Plus as well. If if that's one of their premier titles that they were going to launch on console with. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I don't really necessarily care about that per se. I think that it's more of like everything along with this may is kind of alarming for me. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get, what is the other information that we got there? Yeah, from? let's get into it. So a little bit more that came out of the investor call was gameplay reveals of Mario, uh, Marvin, Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope uh, will be uh, released on October 20th and more skull and bones on November 8th, respectively. Okay. Um, Cool, the reveal cool. yep. of Tom Clancy's The Division resurgence for mobile uh, in line with stated strategy of expanding the brand's universe to a significantly larger audience. Sure. Okay, go with it. Uh, signature uh, of new high-value licensing partnership on mobile for one of their AAA brands. Yay. Yay. Uh they will reveal the future of Assassin's Creed brand in September, which we knew cool. was coming. So like that's that. really cool. Yep, a- absolutely. Um, they got an operating income of approximately $400 million. Uh, good on Ubisoft. Cool. Um, and strong support of Ubisoft shareholders' annual, annual general meeting. All resolutions were approved with a minimum of 95%. So that was big. Um, whatever. They're all on the same um, page. Yeah, all on the same page. And then Steven Totillo came out uh, after this was announced. Here's and where it said, gets more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Ubisoft has canceled development of Splinter Cell VR, okay. Ghost Recon Frontline, okay. and two other announced games. Unannounced, Un- unannounced games, yeah. Unannounced games. So a total of four games have now been canceled by Ubisoft. Go ahead, Matt. Take it away since you talked about this a little bit. What... What were you thinking here, man? Things are Oof. a little not. I don't know. Like things are a little uh, go iffy there right now. I mean, they've already announced Frontline to the public, right? Yes. They already yes. announced Splinter Cell VR to the public. Um, Frontline was announced uh, probably earlier this year, I think, and Splinter Cell VR before that, um, last year probably. I. I don't know what's going on there right now. I know they're like their stocks way down, right? If just compared to a year ago, it's like a third of what it was, right? We know that they've been trying to potentially find like a suitor, another investment type company or whatever to help stave off like um, hostile takeovers, acquisitions and these kind of things. Um, They're, 
it now seems like their, their shareholders are on the same page, but they're on the same page where they announced the cancellation of four of their games. Mm-hmm. Now, I the, the two that they two the two that we know of that they canceled. I'm I'm hoping the what I'm hoping for is that they are having a change of direction. But right. if you put that in line with the other announcements with the mobile stuff, that takes that out of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just it seems like they're just so like don't know what the hell they're doing, man. Like it, pick a pick a direction at the, like. The Assassin's Creed stuff seems cool. It seems like they know what they're doing with that right now, right? It seems like they got a good idea for Assassin's Creed, and that, that's the main thing. It took years for them to figure out what Skull and Bones was for, like, switching to different types of uh, models for that. And, you know, oh, is this going to work? Is this going to work? You know, rebooting it, like, two or three different times, it seems like. And and then coming out with this decision to release it at 70 bucks, like, at the end of the day was their decision on that game um 60 on pc um and then now you have cancellation of these free-to-play games which i'm I'm all for that you know i ghost recon frontline could have been good i have no idea I'm, i don't necessarily have anything an issue with free-to-play games what i had an issue with was the ubisoft announcement of like four of them in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like okay we're right. gonna do division free-to-play we're gonna do ghost recon free-to-play we're gonna do uh x defiant free-to-play we're gonna do you know, like all these different things. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? And, and then we all thought at the time, Skull and Bones could be a free to play game, right? Um, and yeah. then we have Assassin's Creed is now turning into like Assassin's Creed Infinity. We don't really understand how that's all going to play out with that game. But now all of a sudden, all these things you've been working on behind the scenes and stuff and doing, now you're canceling everything. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, that's a bad use of resources, <laughs> you know? You have your yeah. guys working on these things, testing, prototyping, announcing to the public, big marketing videos, announcement videos, for, and you have them working on these things for like over a year. I'm like, hey, yeah, we're not, it's not going to work out. We're going to do something different now. I per, like, I would have been like, cool, like, that's great. Maybe they're having to change a direction and they want to go more of like, just start making more regular games, you know, and stop playing with their IP so much and trying to bastardize the Clancy brand. But then you see all this mobile stuff announcement and it's like, well, okay, so that's not the case because they're just like shifting the free to play like console type stuff. And now they're going to be doing mobile games instead. And I I just, I don't know, man. I, some of it is, is okay. Like, you know, this Assassin's Creed announcements we're going to get, I don't necessarily have a problem with avatar being delayed or whatever. I'm not going to get a mad at a dev for needing more time to make a game as good as they can. Um, what's weird is like that it's not going to coincide anymore with the movie release right. also. So I don't know how that will impact the game or not, but, uh, yeah, dude, I, it's, I think there's trouble there, man. I, I think that either something's happening behind the scenes and, and they're having really having a hard look at themselves and trying to figure out how we're going to allocate our funds to the best of our ability mm-hmm. to make our, money because we're not doing well but it seems like that's all ubisoft does now is is keep looking at themselves making different changes and change of directions and and the, uh, they got all the internal struggles with the studios with all those other issues that they've had with um workplace culture and stuff like this that's been out in the public that we keep hearing that you know not much has been done about you know um and and that and now this i just i just want them to freaking get on the right page you know and 
Like they got so many employees and so much talent. That's mm-hmm. the most frustrating thing they have. Ubisoft makes good games, right? They're very talented, right? They have some of the best creators out there. I just want them to, these talented people that make all these great games to be utilized in the best way possible and not just use, like, like we're just going to test all this random shit and figure out which different monetization models work. We're going to keep testing, 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 because at that point, that's not the priority of the creation of, of something that's important to them for, like, creative purposes is gone. Right. It's all it's 100 percent just about. What is going to maximize the most amount of profits? Now, I, I understand that's what business is, right? So business mm-hmm. is. But when you're in the video games business, there also is an aspect of respect for the creative process. Mm-hmm. Right. There's got to be a respect for the creative process because there's got to be respect for the fans that love those IPs and the franchises that you've created that spent all these years investing in. And it's maybe not in the best interest for your business in the long run to treat your games and franchises like this, because guess what? You lose, you lose fans. You lose, you lose people that are interested in the brand. And when you lose that, you lose your customers and it hurts your business. Your, your stock is down. Like it's a third of what it was just the over a year ago. You got your first billion dollar franchise. Congratulations. What's that doing for you? It hasn't helped anything for your business, right? Like you're, you're worth a third of what you were. Now you're canceling four projects. You're going more mobile and doing all this stuff. You have some of the most talented individuals across the board in the entire industry. Some of the, one of the biggest companies out there, they got how many game studios? Like I like 10,000 employees or whatever. 20,000, 20,000. My God, that's bigger than Activision Blizzard. Yes. They, they, they don't have any support studios whatsoever. And they can't figure all, out, they, it's all internal. They can't in-house. figure out what they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. just make some fucking games. <laughs> just make some fucking games. I mean, like, how how hard is it for them to decide, hey, we're going to make a great blah, blah, blah. Put this team on the project. What it, The frustrating thing is we've heard from people that have had knowledge of Ubisoft mm-hmm. about teams pitching things all the time and getting shut down, right? Because the number one question is, how is it going to be monetized? How is it going to fit into this model? How is it going to fit into this model? People don't want to play this. We've heard Ease Guillermo himself in interviews in the past talk about how nobody wants to play those type of games. They only want to play these kind of games. So this is the only thing we're going to make, right? And they try to fit everything into a square peg, you know? And it's like, please allow your creative people to do what they do best because they have some of the most amazing people out there and it's like, it's just being squandered right now. I just, I just, I just hate to see it, man. Um, anyway, I'm, that's my rant. <laughs> um, no, you make some valid points, Mav. Um, and I, I was in the same camp as you when I first kind of saw this, but as I've thought about it throughout the day, right. I'm going to take a little different, perspective on this one mm-hmm. um for and, and and maybe maybe i'm just maybe i'm just looking for positivity maybe i'm just hoping because i love ubisoft um and ubisoft is is the fast food of video games for me um it's my go-to whenever i know i'm just going to have a good fun experience right it may never be groundbreaking it may never be something that's off the charts 
but I know I'm going to get something really, really good um, when I go to a Ubisoft game. I've been a huge Assassin's Creed fan from day one, um, you know, and, um, you know, Watch Dogs, um, you know, I wasn't into two, but the first Watch Dogs was crazy. Loved Legion until it cost me saves, um, but I still think there's a good game there. So Ubisoft for me is, is just one of those classic publishers that, like you said, Mav, has some of the best talent in the world that even some of their rushed projects are going to be good. And some of their side projects are going to be surprisingly good, like, uh, you know, Extraction, uh, which we were totally caught off guard with when we downloaded it and played it together. So I want Ubisoft to be what they can be. Um, so I take a look at this a little bit differently now that I've been sitting on it for all day. Um Number one, they're not going to give up the mobile side of things. What you know, you know, Riot Games, it just came out this week. Riot Games um put three games into mobile uh 16 months ago. They've already made a billion dollars. Okay. Everybody's gonna change or chase that rainbow. Uh Microsoft is one of the big parts of Activision Blizzard is king for Microsoft. Microsoft wants in on the mobile market, okay? This is happening across the board. PlayStation um, has put together a mobile team. They are going to be bringing some of their franchises to mobile. This is happening across the board. Whether we agree that mobile is awesome or not doesn't matter. There's millions and millions and millions of people playing mobile games. And so they're going to keep chasing that. So I'm, I, I never... I never will not expect them to try to do that from Ubisoft's standpoint. They're one of the biggest publishers in the world. Of course, they're going to go after the mobile market. But here's what I'll say about the announcements of the cancellations and about the delay of Avatar. While, yes, I would have loved to have the Avatar game out for the movie launch and kind of selfishly selfishly because I was looking forward to it. They also came out with a statement about the Avatar delay and said, we want this game to be perfect. And whether or not that's realistic, again, we'll see, but we know how open world games goes. But what that does say to me is that they are taking the production of that game seriously. And there was a, there was a, I forget who made, who made the statement. Somebody, uh, one of the journalists made the statement that they've heard that uh, Ubisoft wants to make Avatar an established franchise, not just a single game. So they're looking to establish Avatar as one of their franchises. And if that's the case, and they're going to go back to it and make sure that it's polished, make sure that the gameplay is right, if what Jeff Grubb was saying that it was rough, then I think that's a great thing. And I think that we've learned that. And if Ubisoft is going to take their time, we've seen what they can do with an Assassin's Creed when they take their time. We've seen what they can do with a Far Cry when they take their time. I'm all for it. Because if I get an amazing Avatar game out of it as an Avatar fan, fantastic. Then I'm all on board with this. So I think that is a good sign that they're not just looking at the investment. They're not just looking at, hey, this would be an amazing game to have out when the movie launches so we got to get this out the door they're not making that typical publisher investment move and saying we got to push this out get it done right so for me that's a good sign right there uh as cool cat terry said in the chat she made a good point i know she's a big ubisoft fan too shout out to you cool Ted, cool cat um she said that they've lost a lot of employees um and they have they've been hemorrhaging employees for a variety of reasons um they still have incredible amounts of employees. They still have an incredible amount of talent, but they have lost a lot of people. So them trimming off some of these games, Mav, to me says that again, Ubisoft is starting to maybe 
take a different look at their business practices. And what they're doing is they're making a more efficient system now or trying to trim off some of the, we're going to make 50 games and we hope three of them hit, right? There may be that they're looking at this differently and saying, look, we need to trim. We've lost a bunch of employees. We need to trim down some of these games. We need to maybe put more talent into the games that have the most promise, get those games right, and then we will sell games if we get these games right that we already have in, in you know far along in development. And if we put out a better quality product that lives up to the old Ubisoft standards and don't try to shovel a bunch of games out there, maybe our fan base will respond and buy our games more so. And I think that that to me is a good look for Ubisoft. Um, it sucks that they have to cancel games. It sucks that people spent time um, and effort and creativity on those games. But at the same time, sometimes those tough decisions have to be made and they're taking a loss and they're cutting their losses and they're saying, yep, we just burnt up you know, a pile of money, but we're going to take that loss because we think in the end, we're going to be better off for it. I'm all about that. Now, we still have stuff like X Defiant out there, things that both, you know you and I and many others have panned and said, oh, my God, what are you guys doing over at Ubisoft? Look, as long as that's not the only thing they make, like an X Defiant, as long as Ubisoft continues to put into their franchises, their popular franchises, and tries to create new franchises like Avatar and puts all of their effort into that and making them good games – they can go ahead and try all that other stuff they want to. I'm okay with it. Again, whether or not I think it's good business or not doesn't matter. I don't run multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies. So that's not up for me to decide. I can look at it and say, why are you guys wasting your time? But at the end of the day, if they want to go do that, as long as they don't sacrifice the stuff that got them where they are, then I'm cool with it. Now, they've done changes to Assassin's Creed that not all of us agree with, Um Supposedly, we're still going to get a single-player Assassin's Creed experience along with this bigger games-as-a-service types Assassin's Creed. As long as that happens and I can still have my single-player Assassin's Creed, I'm cool with them trying to do this games-as-a-service style um, on the side and try to make something bigger that's monetized that they can make a lot of money off. I'm cool with that. Um, so I think, Mav, for me, now that I've sat on this, I'm just going to look at it a little bit bright. And I'm going to say we got a lot to wait and see. Uh, there's a lot of wait and see yeah. over the next few years from Ubisoft. But I think that maybe, maybe, ma'am, they are finally taking a look at what they've been trying to chase, what they've been trying to do. And maybe just maybe they're saying to themselves, we need to make better decisions. We need to scale down what we're trying to do with all these games. Yeah, like and we free really... to play games all at the same time. <laughs> right, I mean, right, right. Um, so maybe, maybe, yeah, I'm going to take, a, I'm going to take a little brighter. That's, look that's, at like this. I said, that's the best I can hope for. Right. Like right yeah. now, like th th that they're making the decision to move on from those ideas. Again, the, the, I point that they're deciding to work on all these mobile things. Now it kind of takes that away from me. Right. Like a yeah. little bit, because that kind of coincides with, with that. However, you know, like the glimmer of hopes for me still is a Splinter Cell remake, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You and I both, you know, that Assassin's <laughs> yeah. Creed Rift could could be a, a good thing, especially if some of the rumors are true about maybe scaled down more stealth approach and that and stuff like that as well. Um, Maybe they're going to stop bastardizing the Clancy brand with all of these random things. You know, that's a hope. I, I Heartland supposedly, I guess, is still a go. Right. Um, yep. Yep. I don't know why we'll Defiant <laughs> was not on that list of cancellations today. 
I mean, because they've invested so much, man. Right? They brought in, they brought in what's his face? I forget his name off the top of my head from Call of Duty um, to head that up. Right? They obviously probably have a lot of yeah. faith in that. I think the branding was all wrong, Mav, and the gameplay from everybody who got to play uh, that wasn't supposed to talk about it, but yeah. yeah, everybody talked about it. It didn't sound like the the gameplay was up to par, but they put it back in the oven and it didn't force it out the door right now. We haven't heard it's been radio silence on yeah. X defiant. Right. And so I think to me, that says that they're going to go back and fix what they heard was wrong and take the time. Again, if you, yeah. <laughs> right. But if you take the time map that, and yeah. you don't shovel it out just to get it out the door, then I'm cool with that, right? Now, Skull and Bones, it's been supposedly, you know, from everything we've heard, it's been reworked three or four times. Yes, eventually a game does have to come out. And it's, does Skull and Bones kind of seem like, yeah, they're kind of pushing it out the door at this point? Yeah, but this game's been in production for seven, eight years, okay? Eventually something's got to happen, okay? So what I'm saying is three years into a project, you start putting, you know, you just shove it out the door because it's got to get out the door. As long as you're not doing that, I'm cool with it. Just take your time, do these things, just make sure that they're right. And again, not everything's going to hit, not everything's going to be a star, but as long as you're trying and as long as you're trying to make them the best possible, I'm cool with it. And so I think that that's where I'm at with this. And, and cool cat, I know from a business side of point, the devs are getting paid and that is a part of the entertainment. There's stuff that's created that never sees the light of day. You're absolutely 100%. What I was talking about there is, I hate to see that talent go to work where they could have been elsewhere yeah. on some of the other games. That's what I'm talking about because Ubisoft does have so much talent that those people could have been used on some of the games that are going to come out. That's what I always hate to see yeah, when I, I, I think about the it's time. It's a waste frame. of those devs' yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a misallocation of resources, mm -hmm. right? Like, because yeah. it, how four games cancel, right? I understand games get canceled all the time, but like, when they announce what was it we within like a few months we got an announcement of x defiant we got an announcement of heartland we got an announcement of ghost recon frontline uh then skull and bones had been reworked again um we didn't know what it was and you got the assassin's creed infinity announcement and all these things like one after another right and then it's like okay like cool how could like where, where's the regular games and we got splinter cell remake announcement so it's like cool you know there, there's a regular there's like a regular game you know like some something and i'm not saying that they only need to make those kind of games. I want, I'm okay with both. I like free to play games. I like, like battle Royale games. I like all different kinds of games. You know what I mean? But it seems like they were putting so much resources into one Avenue, trying to like roll the dice and hope to hit it big with, which it, cause all it takes is one, you know, it, all it takes is one of those games to become the next Fortnite, you know? And that's like what they're trying to do is like, well, you know, where if we can just gamble and we can get the, we get the right one. So we're going to throw all of our IPs at it. We're going to throw all these different studios at it. And now what do you see? You see two of the two different games get canceled. One of those free to play games. You see uh, a VR venture get canceled. You see two other unannounced games get canceled. So who knows what the hell those were. Right. Um, and it's like, well, I wonder if like they had just decided to make something that those devs actually wanted to make to begin with. <laughs> And maybe it could have come out and we could have seen a, a really cool, like next rainbow six single player slash co-op slash multiplayer game, or like the next um, actual splinter cell game, next sequel or the next uh, ghost recon or the next wh whatever that, you know, there's so many different things that Ubisoft has that they can create. Uh, but I have to also say this, like sometimes no matter what they do, people will, 
bash them because, like, you know, they came out with Far Cry 6, right? It's traditional Far Cry, right? It stays yep. true to the model, stays true to the formula. Yeah, for a Far Cry fan, it's exactly what I wanted, right? Yeah. But then they still get crucified because it's not different enough. Correct. Right? Correct. So, Correct. I like, sometimes they can't win no matter what. Um, yeah, yeah. No. So, for me, it's like they got to find that, like, balance, right? You got to do enough new things. You got to do enough uh, carrying franchises forward, and you got to do enough... Uh, of the other kind of experiments and stuff. But if you just do like 90% of this, you know, it's, and then you just all of a sudden have all a bunch of cancellations with all this experimental stuff. It's like, man, and, and it's not like, well, we can't make an excuse. Like it's been working for them. Right. Because we've seen what's happened with their like business and their stocks and stuff like that. I mean, it's, I think it was like the other day I had looked at it and it was like $7 a share when it was like 20, Three or twenty four dollars, mm-hmm. just like a little over a year ago. It's not good. They're they're bloated, Mav. They're they're yeah. a bloated company. They've been for a long time, and and that kind of le- uh, shout out to uh, Super Chad here from Anthony Rodriguez. Microsoft buy Ubisoft five dollars four nine four dollars ninety nine cents. Thank you very much for the super chat. Um, listen, if <laughs> it would be an internal nightmare to take on Ubisoft. Okay, an internal nightmare to take on 20,000 employees. Activision Blizzard is going to take years to integrate yeah. into Microsoft as they it were stands now. Again today. Yeah, right. And Ubisoft taking on 20,000 employees across the entire globe. Would it be possible? Of course it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility, and I never say never. But to go what Microsoft has done has doubled their size Xbox wise, each time that they've done the last two big acquisitions, Zenimax doubled their size. And now Activision Blizzard is doubling their size again to do Ubisoft would double their size again. Look, you can grow too fast. And we've seen some growing pains from Microsoft acquisitions. Do I think it's possible? Certainly. Do I think it ever happens? No, just because of the nightmare it would be. And Microsoft would have to make some very, very hard decisions because of the bloat that Ubisoft does have, there would pro- Activision Blizzard, there's probably not going to be layoffs. There might be some where there's some crossover between some of their departments. Right. Yeah. That may happen, which is never a good thing. We don't like to see that in the industry. Microsoft doesn't like to do that. But with Ubisoft, you'd have to make some really hard decisions. There'd be a lot of cuts um, and it's never good press to do that. And you don't want people to lose their jobs that way. Um, but it would probably have to happen with Ubisoft. Mav, do you got any thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I think Ubisoft needs new management. They need more like, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to be acquired by somebody. They, I think the family has been so involved for so long there. And I, I mean, they're not going to relinquish control or, or anything like that, but they just, it's like they need some creative control. Like they need some kind of big time creative infusion to like take lead of these studios and stuff and them to put instead of buddies and stuff in charge or whatever, like, you know, some of the workplace culture stuff has been alarming there. Right. Instead of this like bro culture thing that they have had been going on there for so long, it's, get some infusion of like true creatives to help run some of these studios, you know, yeah. uh, you got the funds to go out and hire some elite talent, right? Uh, people that are truly passionate about the creation of games and have real true vision for what they want to make. 
Uh, there's tons of legends in the industry all the time moving moving from one place to another, right? Um, I think they could really do with some of that to help lead and take control of their studios as well as uh, human resource intervention type stuff going on there as well. And maybe the family and some of the uh, people who have been in control kind of take a more of just a board of directors type approach, right? And that'd be the biggest question, right, Matt? Would Ubisoft ever be willing to like EA bring on a Zampella and let them take over, right? Would, would they ever allow that or would that be too much to ask, right? But that would be the perfect scenario is that they went and found somebody like a Zampella, which look, those are few and far between, okay? To be able to come in and take over certain divisions within Ubisoft and make them right again, I... I don't know. Again, I think it's going to take some real self-reflection, like you said, on the family's part um, to make some tough decisions like that um, eventually. And I think that would be the best bet for them. But again, in the meantime, if they could figure it out themselves, that's best case scenario. They could look at themselves hard in the mirror and say, look, what we've been trying to chase isn't working. We've, we've, we've tried to put our eggs in too many baskets at this point. And we need to, you know, kind of streamline that back a little bit and re refocus on what made us Ubisoft originally. I think that's the best case scenario with a splash or three here and there, like you said, Mav, with some new IP um, that they really heavily invest into, that they believe in, um, and just make sure that they're doing it right each time out. Um, again, I don't ever expect mobile division to go away, but it would take some internal um, self-reflection to get that done. Um, and I don't know if they're ready to do that yet. Like I said, I'm going to take the position that I think that there might be some signs that they're doing a little bit of that. But to that degree, like you said, Mav, to bring in a big name to kind of take over, I don't know if they're ready to do that. Um, I don't know if they're ready to relinquish. Activision Blizzard is already going to be enough of a challenge. I, mean, yeah. I expect that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I know that Microsoft's going to be making some other big acquisitions down the line. I mean, I think we all can say that. It just depends on which one is the correct one. Um, yeah. I don't know if, like, I would love it to be Ubisoft. I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah, um, those IP I for just, sure. I just don't know if, like, if Microsoft would see it as like the best thing for them, right? Right. And compared right. to other things, you know, you can get a good deal on Ubisoft right now, though. That's the only thing. But like, you're going to come with a lot of backlash after that yep. acquisition comes through, and you have to lay off like uh, a good <laughs> portion of the employees, unless they wouldn't have to somehow. But somehow, I, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again, never say never. Um, you know, again. Uh, Phil is of the mindset to protect the industry. Um, and if there was somebody else hanging out there that was going to try to do a hostile takeover of Ubisoft, that would not be good for the industry. Would Phil possibly try to step in um, if the attorney said that they could get it done without, um, you know, again, they're already getting the scrutiny they are from Activision Blizzard trying to take on a Ubisoft that scrutiny would ramp up even more yeah. whether whether it's whether it's fair or not doesn't matter so i think phil would try to protect ubisoft if there was somebody coming in that was a hostile takeover that potentially would be looking at breaking up ubisoft and selling off chunks to the highest bidder I think Phil would probably try to do that because Ubisoft is a pillar in this industry and has been for a very long time. And that IP is important uh, to the history of this industry. So I think Phil would, you know, if he had his way, try to step in. But I just don't think from the outside looking in that it would make a lot of sense for them at this point in time, even after the Blizzard deal goes, Activision Blizzard deal goes through. I, I think it'd be too much. I, I really do. 
Oh, great discussion. Great discussion uh, for sure. And yeah, Oni, random question from Oni. Shout out to Oni. Uh, was there a rumor that there was a celeb cameo in uh, Starfield? Yeah, that was, that was an un, unsubstantiated rumor that was floating around that Tom Cruise was going to show up in Starfield at one point. Yeah, nice. Um, I, I think that I think that all died down uh, last year. Um, I don't think there's any truth to that. Could we be surprised when the game launches? Yeah, we could be surprised that maybe he's got some kind of appearance in there. But there was at one point somebody was trying to say that Tom Cruise was going to play one of the main characters in one of the uh, in, in Starfield. I don't think that's happening so no uh but that was just a random question i saw and i had to laugh a little bit because i it, i had totally forgotten about that until it was said um let's see mav where should we go next sir oh boy um let's talk about the last of us mav oh this one okay <laughs> yeah let's go let's go talk a little a little last of us you know seventy dollar games is my favorite topic yes yes i do i do sir uh and you had epic rant on fsp a couple weeks ago sir um so mav uh the last of us remake and i'm gonna put remake in quotes um as of right now uh has been on everybody's mind it's caused a lot of conversation because the 70 dollars price point was uh talked about and that's confirmed that they're going to charge 70 dollars we had some uh devs do interviews in which they addressed the 70 dollars and said look this is one of the and i'm paraphrasing here i don't have the quotes directly in front of me but they said it's one of the most ambitious uh, remakes that they ever have been a part of uh, that they are building this from the ground up um, it was highly insinuated if not directly said that they were going to be bringing in modern control features to this um, along with updating the graphics to take advantage of the playstation 5's power that's why the 70 dollars price point was fair when these remarks were made obviously much of the community assumed that meant they were going to bring the last of us two type controls over to uh the last of us and update it and it made a lot of sense when they said that again i'm on record as saying that value is subjective as always if somebody's willing to pay 70 dollars somebody's willing to pay 70 dollars I'm also on record as saying The Last of Us, number one, being a top 10 all-time game for me, one of the GOATs for me personally, that I believe that there are certain games that do deserve to be remade from time to time because I think the franchise, you know, that that certain game or that franchise is so important to the industry that it's to keep it relevant makes sense to me. And I like it that future generations will continue to be able to play The Last of Us no matter what. And to have it be the best experience possible uh, for whenever they do do that, I think it's worth it. Now, people have disagreed with me on multiple points on this and then whatever the case may be. Doesn't matter. It's just personal opinion. However, we got some leaks this week, Mav. Not only leaks, actually, PlayStation just 37 minutes ago has released a video and also a blog post. I think they Intr have in interestingly... Uh, you... <laughs> yeah, I got it. I mean, you got it. Go ahead. Read it, brother. Read okay. it. If you got the blog post. Go I, for it. I did I not know it. this happened. So go. This uh, is breaking news, everybody. Sid Schumann, senior director of Sony Interactive Entertainment Content Communications, has written this. So um, this is from the Last of Us team. This is from it seems like content communications. Somebody that's been aware of some of the backlash potentially uh, going on uh, recently on social media. 
the Last of Us Part 1 on PS5 will feature a host of gameplay and presentation enhancements that will bring the game closer to its original vision. According to co-president Neil Druckmann, you can learn more in a new video from developer Naughty Dog that dives into the game's mini updates and enhancements with creative director Sean Eskegi and game director Matthew Gallant. And so there's a video, okay? Um, then I'll go on to read what the enhancements are because they do detail this. While The Last of Us Part 1 can render native 4K at targeted 30 frames per second or dynamic 4K at targeted 60 frames per second with an asterisk. I don't know. It's because it's targeted, I guess. Um, targeted, not, no, not yeah. locked. So uh, but It's weird. There's not an asterisk on the 30 frames per second. There's just an asterisk on the 60 frames per second. Um, okay. And features PS5 mainstays like DualSense and wireless controller haptics, trigger effects, and 3D audio. Asterisk, asterisk. There's two asterisks <laughs> on that one. I don't know why there's asterisk in this. Uh, anyway, it's clear that there's a lot more going on here than a simple resolution and frame rate bump. It's a yeah. complete overhaul. Okay. Okay. Yeah. From I the, agree. From the art direction to the character models. Yeah. The entire game has been rebuilt, rebuilt from the ground up to, to take advantage of a new generation of graphical capability, mm-hmm. allowing this game to reach the visual fidelity that the studio aspired for when crafting this experience. Okay. <laughs> you read how that read, right? You heard yes. how that read, right? When crafting yeah. this experience. Okay. Correct. The yep. PS5's powerful hardware drives a host of visual benefits from denser <laughs> physics with tons of bumpables and chippables. Bullets can now okay. rip apart concrete environmental and environmental objects. Sweet. Yeah. And cinematics now transition seamlessly to gameplay. Okay. Motion matching technology means the character animations flow more convincingly. Yeah, and I said that. Intuitively and realistically. Mm -hmm. All adding another layer of believability to characters and their interactions with the world. Okay. Further, AI upgrades mean that characters inhabit the world in a more authentic and realistic way, which we've heard some backlash about the AI actually in the leaked videos that we've seen. Such yeah. as buddy characters navigating cover to avoid enemy NPC sightlines more authentically. <laughs> oh, bro, the leak, the leak for anybody who didn't see. Oh, hold on, man. I got to interrupt real quick. For anybody who didn't see the leak, because look, the leak showed a, a scene, a, a fight, right? And Joel, you're obviously in control of Joel. Ellie's following you around, right? That's that's what happened in the first one. But as, as Joel was out in cover, she was running around in the open with gunfire going yeah. off. She was following you around aimlessly well, like the old AI. that's not supposed to happen, according to this blog post. Because, okay. Because right. as buddy characters navigating cover to avoid enemy NPC sightlines more authentically. So maybe Ellie's just really brave. That's it. Okay, that's it. Yep. That's just, we'll go with that. To her well, again, these were leaks, and I said that from the beginning. Yeah. We got to see actual developer. I can't wait to go watch this video because that's exactly what I asked for in the DMs yesterday. Yeah. Math was I need to see developer side by side as to what they improved here. Yeah. And we're, we're not go done. Ahead. So the yep. enhancements Continue. are all in the name of increasing the game's immersion, but the improvements don't stop there. Naughty Dog worked with their community to integrate some fan requests including a permadeath mode, a speedrun focused mode, and a host of brand new unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie. 
The game also hosts 60 plus accessibility options, outpacing what the developer was able to offer with The Last of Us Part 2. And it includes a new audio description mode, ensuring that play is rewarding and inclusive for all. Okay, so here's where the asterisks come into play. Asterisk 4K display device required and double asterisk 3D audio via TV speakers and analog USB stereo. Headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right cool. So, so oh, yeah. okay. So, okay. So the leaks were real. So they have done nothing with the gameplay, right? In the DMs, when we were talking about this, yeah. man, when the leaks came out, and this is pretty much um, everybody that had seen the leaks. We're, we're kind of having the same statements. 3-Bit has played that game recently, so he confirmed. I haven't played The Last of Us in a while, so I was kind of going off memory, but 3-Bit but confirmed what I was talking about. But just community-wide, a lot of the discourse around the leaks, people were saying the same thing. So visually, yes, the character models, the CGI, all of that was upgraded. That was all done. You could see that in the video. Some of the leaks were HDR-recorded, non-HDR, so it looked washed out. I was not worried about that. I knew that's not how the game was going to look, obviously. Um, I didn't care so much about that. They're, so visually, they're confirming they've done all these upgrades, okay, on the visuals. Yeah. Yes, we saw that. Animations. More smooth. Animations. Yeah. I said the animations look smoother um, as Joel was walking, running, traversing, um, leaping through windows. Uh, that looks smoother to me. I said that right in the DMs. So that's confirmed. Okay. AI looked exactly the same in these leaks. Again, it was a brief glimpse. It wasn't a lot of gameplay, but the AI, again, I watched Ellie just running out in the open. Joel's behind cover, and she's just slowly walking back into the room again as there's gunfire. So I didn't see the AI improvement, but we've got confirmation through this blog post. Again, this is breaking, so I haven't watched the video, folks. Um, I'm sure I will after this, but that the gameplay that they talked about updating is that's not real. That that's not a part of this, that this is the old controls. They had, they, we knew from the controller schemes that they showed on the leaks that there was no prone and there was no dodge, which was in the last of us part two, which people were hoping for the gunplay to me, Joel shooting people looked exactly the same as number one. It did not have the number two feel to it of realism. Um, we saw the melee attacks looked exact same animations. So those have not been updated either. So they're confirming exactly what we thought. Okay, Matt. So we went back and forth in DMs about this. Now that you've heard this, Matt, $70 again, it's going to be in the eye of the beholder. There's going to be people out there that are more than happy to pay for this, for the stuff that you talked about, the haptics they're going to have in there, the trigger feel, all that kind of stuff. To me, all worthless. I don't care if I've never had the PlayStation 5 controller in my hand. Things in my hand, the vibrations, I turn off vibration in almost every single game that I have that I play. It does nothing for me. And I don't care what you want to say. For me personally, it's just not that big a deal. It doesn't do anything for me to immerse me in the game because I feel rain in my hand, okay? It just doesn't. But I know there's a ton of people out there who love this, okay, that absolutely fall for this every single time that think that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's cool. That's a personal opinion. More power to you. There's going to be people that pay $70 for this game, Matt. For you personally, when you hear this, do you think there was a little bit of bait and switch here from what the devs originally said was going to happen with this remake? Is this more of a remaster than it is a remake? Is it a hybrid? What do you think, brother? Where are we at with this? I think it's a remaster. 
I mean, okay, so I would put this like, uh, what was Mass Effect to you? The Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Like, I would, I would put this in the same category as that, right? This is. Oh, I mean, the first, the first, yeah, the, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Overall, Mass Effect was a remaster. Right. They just, but with the first one, they did do a lot of work without changing the engine, right? They did the maximum they could with Unreal Engine 3, I believe Mass Effect 1 was in. This is the same vein to me, right? Because this is like, they they improved all the the visuals, they improved the the, uh, um, character models, they improved the animations, they improved some of the the gameplay type stuff, but it's ultimately the same game, right? Yep. Yep. So that tells me remaster. Now, remember Mass Effect, we got three games for 60 bucks. Correct. And, you know, they put a lot of work into that, right? This is the one game, not even including as much content as the first original game did with the with factions missing. And yeah, this is half a game. Don't forget that, folks. There was a multiplayer in the first one. And Steel, Steel will kill me if I didn't mention and it. That, and this is 70, <laughs> right? Yep. So I'm just kind of looking at this saying, like, this is just a massive cash grab. I mean, I'm not, I'm just going to call it for what it is. Now, uh, they put, I'm not saying that they didn't put hard work into this, that it's not an improvement. Right. For sure it is. You know what I mean? Yes. But yes. Your chart, your, it's the same game with just a lot of improvements, right? Mm-hmm. It's not Visually. a brand new game. Yes. Not Visually. like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, mm-hmm. right? Those are brand new games, right? Those mm-hmm. are remakes. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking at it on the screen. You know, I recognize this stuff. You know what I mean? I've played a lot of the last of that. I never played all the way through because I didn't really like it too much. But it looks very, very, very similar with just enhancements and improvements. So to me, yeah. is it the main question is like, I do I do I think this even needs to exist? Personally, no. Okay. I think the PS4 remaster holds up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody it would agree with that for the most part. Like, we don't necessarily need this. Like, I think they could have been working on something else. Now, if they wanted to for creativeness, they really wanted to put their effort into it. And, like, I wanted to really create the vision that we had for the first game, you know, for the second time. <laughs> right. Because they've already done that on the PS4. I think that was probably what the marketing was originally for the first PS4 remaster. You know what I mean? Uh, bring in the true create what they intended to create to begin with now brought to the ps4 you know that that's probably what they when i would i would love to go see the marketing for that actually i'm i am going to dig for that um because that's essentially what they're doing all over again um and they're finding a way to sell the game to you three times yep uh for full price this third time the fullest price with the list amount of content now you can say they try to make up for that amount of content with the extra modes you know that they're throwing in there but that's mm-hmm. not like that's 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 not a whole lot of content. That's like, right? You know, it's right. the same campaign. They're just giving you it's, different ways of playing the it, same. It's thing, very limited. Right? It's a very limited audience that they're applying that for, right? That that's right. very limited when it comes to speed running and stuff. What's your yeah. percent of people that do speed runs in The Last of Us? You got on. the Jaspers of the world, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> right. But like, right. I mean, you like. I'm just saying, man. Like. I'm not saying that it doesn't look impressive. It looks it looks great. You know, all also yeah. it looks great to begin with. The PS4 remaster still looks great of The Last of Us. Yep. Uh, I just don't know if like I I can't 
I can't defend the fact that they're trying to resell this game for a third time at 70 bucks with less content than they've ever had in it before and with out it being a true remake. Like, correct. I'm just saying what it is. I'm just calling it for what it is. And the fact that they even or did this to begin with, remember when they announced this to begin with, there was massive backlash. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was massive backlash about that. Like when people were like, what? Right. Last of it, it was a, it was a rumor at first. People right. were like, what the fuck? Like, okay. And, and you actually had PlayStation fans get upset. Right. Right. And the more we're seeing of this now, I'm seeing more of that. I'm seeing PlayStation mm-hmm. fans start to get a little bit more upset because they're starting to feel like they're trying to get taken advantage of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't blame them. No, uh, because that's I'm I'm not even going to buy this game, but I feel like Sony's trying to take advantage. of. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I just I, I don't know, man. It's I don't, I'm not all for this at all. Well, it, it, <laughs> look, they're doing this because they know they can. OK, and yeah. again, it's business at the end of the day. And until the customers stop buying this stuff again, Nintendo does this. It, it, they're going to continue to do this. This funds other projects, right? This funds other things that they're going to do, but they know they can get away with it. Now, don't forget, my big problem here is they brought out Uncharted Remastered, right? The yeah. Legacy of Thieves collection and charged, what, 50 bucks for the entire collection? And they did a lot yeah. of work. Like that game, yo, that was like a Mass Effect remaster that's that's how much work went into the especially the the early uncharted it looked absolutely ridiculously different than it ever did before that was worth it and they only charged 50 bucks Mm -hmm. you're going to take a game that has been remastered like you said already Matt. remaster again yes from what the video i'm just watching this video for the first time with all of you as well i'm seeing a lot more particle effects a lot more stuff breaking. Yes, all of that is there. The lighting from the flashlight and stuff looked better than even in the remastered version. I could see the work that they've done there. But you're going to ask your customers to pay $70 for this game, and you don't have multiplayer included. You don't have factions as part of it. Now, you can all say, well, most people don't remember The Last of Us for the multiplayer, but that was a promise you made that was coming to The Last of Us 2 that you were going to have the multiplayer. Now you're turning into the multiplayer into something even bigger, which is fine, but you broke that promise and you're not even going to bring back factions for this as kind of a consolation to say, hey, yeah, 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 we're, we're still going to bring you, we're going to bring you, we're, we're coming with the new factions. It's going to be gigantic. Don't worry. You guys are going to see why it's taken so long, why we broke our original promise to have factions for The Last of Us too you're going to see that eventually but what we're going to do in the meantime is we're remastering this game and so what we're going to do is we're going to make it right we're going to bring back factions for the last of us one we're going to have that remastered as well or remade whatever they're calling it at this point and we're going to include that in the 70 dollars price point okay now you're starting to talk now okay now there's some more value there but for them to bring out the entire uncharted legacy of thieves collection for 50 bucks which was a ton of work, which looked absolutely impressive, well worth it. And then turn around and say, well, yeah, but we're bringing out Last of Us 1 again, and we're going to charge you 70 bucks this time. But no, we really did a lot of work on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Uh, well, no. is it gonna, on the PS6, is it going to be Last of Us Remastered 3? <laughs> Last of Correct. Us Remastered, Last of Us 1 Remastered 3. Well, they'll have the trilogy by that point, so they'll probably remaster the whole package. Yeah, again. you'll have you have an edition <laughs> with like the PS3 version, the PS4 version, the PS5 version, and the PS6 right. version all in the same. Um, right. What do you charge for that? One hundred 
twenty dollars. You know, like I, I mean, right, right, right. Uh, that's just, that, that's yeah. But again, it's up to the customers. Again, if you if you want to pay the seventy dollars, pay the seventy dollars. I personally, at this point, as much again, I consider the Last of Us one. There's only one Last of Us for me. Okay, I will not play Last of Us two. I've watched multiple playthroughs. I hate what Drunkman did to the story okay i absolutely despise it the gameplay is gorgeous the graphics off they're on another level it has haptics on the giraffe heading yes on the giraffe heading that's great um look i i there's only one last of us for me it's one of my all-time favorite games i think it deserves to continue to exist in the best form that it possibly can but at a 70 dollars price point i would never buy this i would wait for it to come to playstation plus premium uh, eventually, which you know it will, or I wait for a sale, maybe, you know, maybe half price, maybe, maybe 35 bucks, some 30 bucks, somewhere in that neighborhood, I would pick it up again to play through it for what they've done here. But for $70 personally, not me. And I think that they did mislead their customers with their early statements. Um, I think that this is great. They finally put out, a, they they had to, I was waiting for this, Mab. That's crazy that they did this during our show because I was waiting for this. And that's what yeah. I said in the DMs. The leaks are one thing, but I'm not seeing a lot of change. Show me actually what you did. But now that they've laid out that this is all visual plus some haptics, then again, your original statements that you were bringing this to a more modern gameplay style that is misleading. That's why a lot of PlayStation fans I see are actually speaking up now too. Some hardcore fans over there are saying, yeah, no, this crosses the line here. This is not what we were expecting at all. Um, so I, I think that Sony does deserve the criticism here for this. Um, the way they were talking about this game, they gave people a completely different impression what they were going to get for $70. There's no way that I could say that this game is justified at $70. No way. I'm asking um, the chat right done. now. Put a poll yeah. out there. Yeah, is put a poll the Last of Us remake worth 70 bucks? Right? Uh, take a look at your phones or your PC browsers. And I'm curious what the what our chat has to say. After we're done with this poll, I'm going to put up a second poll. I got it. Yeah. I'll have a second question about this as well. But um, I just I, yeah. I just I don't I don't know, man. Like um, I, part of the things I, I talked to you about in the dms is like i have seen more outrage over this than anything else previously from like the diehard playstation fans you know um starting to kind of like feel like you know what what's going on here why are they why are they why are they doing this you know um now whereas we've had our last show we actually praised playstation because of competition actually making strides yeah. now uh yep. you know they playstation stars there you got your subscription service added now like it's starting to they're going to be making strides with that and improvements like i've been playing stray day one and all these things but then you have stuff like this which is like the complete contrast yep. of that right i've seen some people blaming jim ryan for one or for the 70 dollars thing on this you know as well and um prominent playstation diehard youtubers right um that are maybe getting a little fed up and even questioning irritated questioning uh some of the moves lately i've even listened and i heard a clip that was shared around on twitter about colin moriarty kind of being like how are we guys thinking about you know yeah. how is sony doing right now and questioning the fact that like you know their sales aren't really anything to speak of if you look at the uh actual number of consoles that are out there right Correct. um because it's a pretty low attachment rate for their yep. pre- most premier titles right Correct. nothing compared to what nintendo has you know no, um no. so which begs the question like what we kind of talked about was like the 
that them trying to be that Nintendo, uh, you know, of the of the hardcore consoles, right? That them trying to be that like, um, his is a place to play quality, and you can only play it on PlayStation, and we're gonna charge more for quality, and this is where that this is where you get that experience, you know. It ain't working. Nope. And it, it ain't working for them. And you know, people applauded this and said that's the only way to do things. And you know what? They're not Nintendo. It's working for Nintendo. It wasn't working for PlayStation. They have actually decided to shift course, right? Mm -hmm. And what we have here now is like, you got two PlayStations. You have your side that I believe Jim Ryan's pushing, right? Mm -hmm. With the PlayStation Mm -hmm. Stars, with the PlayStation Plus, uh, extra tiers, uh, going more live service games, all of these kind of things, right? Um, he sees the future making the, sees it. crucial acquisitions go to the pc ports all of these things i believe that's jim ryan's influence right and i believe we have this old influence of old sony as well kind of like what worked for them last generation right what worked for you last time isn't necessarily going to work this time um we've seen actually i i will make it i'll go ahead and go on record I, i'm going to say in general, $70 games model has not worked, period. I mean, we've seen a downturn on sales of games that are $70 from huge franchises. Now, some games, it's been, it doesn't, hasn't mattered. Uh, it has not improved the quality of some games, like Call of Duty Vanguard was 70 bucks, right? Did it help that? No. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was 70 bucks. Did it help that? No. Battlefield 2042 was $70. Did it help that? No. And in fact... We've seen a downtrend in amount of sales on those franchises, right? Um, Madden was like a joke of uh, the gaming community the last two years, $70. Um, I haven't seen any kind of proof out there that the $70 model has actually improved things and, in fact, actually has hurt sales potentially in some of these biggest franchises and it maybe raised expectations from gamers that aren't kind of getting back the value that they felt like they're putting back into the, into the games. Um, now you, you may have like God of War Ragnarok's probably going to be, it's going to be 70 bucks and it's going to smash. Right. So you're going to have your one-offs and, and uh, probably exceptions like that. I, I don't foresee God of War Ragnarok doing poorly in the sales category whatsoever. No, right. No, no, <laughs> that's going to be uh, huge. It's going to be massive, huge. you know, yep. but going across the board with that for your games, even as far as to go back with like, remakes at 70 bucks director's cuts at 70 70 bucks you know um things like that is kind of cash grabby you know and uh can be kind of annoying and uh, you know there was a lot of apologists and a lot of people championing that kind of stuff saying how it makes playstation better than Mm -hmm. the competition because competition isn't worth it but playstation is all this kind of it's uh it kind of it's just getting it's getting ridiculous to the point where this is the one that's been like kind of like the last like the last straw for a lot of people when yep. it comes to that stuff. Now, um, the thing is, you got to look at it. Am I going to say God of War Ragnarok isn't worth seventy bucks? You know, I I don't know. Probably that if I was to make a case mm-hmm. for any game, I would say probably that one would make a lot of sense, especially if there's no monetization in it, right? Yep, because it's mm-hmm. launching only on console, only on the PlayStation, right? So it's a closed off ecosystem. It took years for them to make it, right? It's uh, 
uh, single player game without microtransactions and all this kind of stuff, as far as we know right now, anyway, yep. and uh, all that kind of stuff. So there's a limited amount of ways for them to make money back on selling that game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as opposed to like NBA 2K or EA, like EA's games or like Call of Duty and uh, all those right. things are reselling the same game for the third time, you know, uh, as well. Those are all, you know, asking for a lot of money. Then we're also going to sell you all this shit after the fact. Right. Um, it just it just I don't know that selling the same game for the third time in third generation in a row. Uh, just kind of comes off sleazy when you keep asking for more each time. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. No, absolutely. And Joe, hey, Joe Dubs, uh, 35, he says all publish all publishers need and developers need to stop doing remakes and remastered and stop charging full price. How about we make new IPs? Again, I'm in the camp. I love new IPs as much as the next. I do think that some games are worth it to bring forward and to redo. The Mass Effect yeah. trilogy is the perfect example of that. You were all for he, this Last of Us remastered. Right. When yes, it was and you I, were like you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited about it. And, and I said that because it's one of my goats. Right. And I think that it should be brought forward again. I did. I know they were to charge seventy dollars at the time. No. Did I know that they were going to go ahead and call this a remake when it's more of a remaster? No. It had this set. It had this price point come out and they said thirty dollars. I would have said, cool, I would be for that. Right. That's not a problem. If a company wants to do it, they can do it. Now, to be fair, Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica are both rumored to have new IPs in the works. So they're not just sticking to the franchises that are well-known. They are trying to break out and do different things. So some of this does finance those new projects because Sony does not have the war chest that a Microsoft does. And they're trying to do a lot of different things like you just brought up, Mav, which we're both in the same boat. If Jim Ryan had his way, I think that they would be more Xbox now than they are currently. I think that Jim would bring them closer to Game Pass than what they currently have right now as the offering. So I think they're trying to transition that way, but it's going to take time. But again, I think certain games deserve it. Um, I don't have a problem with remakes and remasters. What I do have a problem with is is ones that either A, are overcharged for, like we're seeing here, in my yeah. opinion, mm-hmm. or lazy cash grabs like we saw at a Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto remasters, which weren't remasters. No, okay? that, was, that was the worst example that, of anything. It, it, right. It's garbage, okay? I can't stand that. But if you do it right, like the Mass Effect trilogy, like Resident God, Evil. trilogy just looks better and better with how much value oh, you got for it, oh, right? so much value out of that trilogy, so much. Or... Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, now some people don't like necessarily like what they did with Resident Evil 3, but whatever, you can't say that those games weren't built from the ground up and remade. Those games absolutely were, and Resident Evil 2 is one of the reasons why, one of the main reasons why Capcom is back to where it is again, mm-hmm. because that started their turnaround, map because that thing sold so well. But again, did they charge full price? No, they didn't charge full price. Even for that, right? Even for that, they didn't charge full price. So again, I think there's value to remakes and remasters in certain cases. I really do. But I'm all, again, just like you said, Joe Dub, I'm all for, I'm all for new IP, of course, absolutely 100%. But I think there is a place for certain games to have this. If you are going to do it right, if you were just doing it simply as a cash grab, then no, I don't agree with it. And I think in this case, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, just to your point, also like when yeah. you talk about 
usually these remasters, especially only like one or like generations separated, because this yeah. is the second time it's being yeah. remastered now, right? Correct. It's, Correct. it's usually like a fan service type thing, right? Yes. And yes. they, you know, we've all been kind of, what is a remake and what is a remaster? Well, they have really blurred the lines with this one, right? Mm -hmm. More, yes. Because that's been like a topic of conversation where we've tried to explain to people a lot of times because there's a lot of confusion when like Splinter Cell, when it was announced for the remake or reboot or whatever, a lot of people are thinking as a remaster and they're like, no, it's going to be built. It's a brand new game, right? right. It's not the Correct. same game. It's going to be a brand new game, kind of like the Resident Evil stuff, you know, whatever. Um, this... I can't argue that this is a brand new game. So therefore, if it's not a brand new game to me, it's a remaster. And but they're calling it a remake because I feel like they have to to justify the price. And I think a lot of work was done graphically, right? So right. I, I think it's a hybrid at, at, at best case. It's a hybrid of a remaster and a remake, right? It's a hybrid because it's not, they built the, certain things from the ground up. I think they probably did the CGI and that kind of stuff. They probably did go back, tear it all down, rebuild it again. Some of the character models, yeah. but the rest of it, no, it's a, it's a remaster. It's a hybrid because you're just bringing over to the same mechanics from the first game. So yeah, no, I think, I think you're spot on there, Matt, but this is blurring the lines and they did it's say that actually. And, you know. and like I said, some of the initial comments, some of the initial quotes from some of the devs insinuated that there was more done here than I think that there was at the end like of the new day. Story elements, like a change in the story even is what I Bro, thought, you know, that better not in that. Let me tell you, that'll be the final piece. If I, they have not talked about this, but if they change that ending math to fit number two, I'm going to be extremely yeah. upset. Well, you know, a lot of times, like when they release a remaster or a, a remake yeah. or, or whatever, they'll do like yeah. a new yes. chapter yeah. or something. Yes. Right. Correct. Or maybe even after the game is over an extra piece or, or whatever, right. like it's not something new to add, you know, yes. but like for a remake, like especially. And this is just what we know about is like the whole, just start to finish the same experience, but it's yep. going to be, it's going to look better and it's going to be more fluid. Yep. yep. And you're going to be able and to shoot have the concrete. And you're going to be able to touch the giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> With your trigger fingers. It's, That's I'm just, great. I can't get, I can't like. Yeah. If they, if they announce today that like Halo mm -hmm. 5 remake. Yep. And it looked like the same, it was the same game. Right. But it was like better graphics and. Mm -hmm. uh better animations and stuff like yeah and they charge 70 dollars for it you'd have a fucking shit storm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah no 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 question no i question. mean people would fucking be livid right yes. like right. I, i'm just saying you know like it just doesn't add up no. now, I, I don't i don't know I don't get it. I, no, no, I don't. I don't get. I mean, I do. I get it. Again, their customers are going to buy it now. We, I, to your point before, Mav, and I saw the same thing. More, there's still defenders out there right now defending this. There's still plenty of people saying this looks like it's worth seventy dollars to me. I'm not going to sit here and argue what's worth seventy dollars to you personally. Again, it's all subjective at the end of the day. But this is exactly why they're doing this because there's enough people out there who will go back and rebuy this once again that it makes it worth the time that they took to do what they did in it. It is it, a straight business decision. It's cash grab at the end of the day at $70 period point blank. This isn't a love letter to the last of us. If this was just all about finally realizing your main vision that you had 
from a fidelity standpoint, from a graphic standpoint, then if that's all this was about, you would not charge those customers that have probably already previously bought your game twice at full price, a third time yeah. full price plus an extra next gen $10. I, I that, that would not be happening if that's all this was. You would come out and do something like you did with Uncharted, which was a fair price, 50 bucks. That was a fair price or like the Mass Effect trilogy, fair price to get all three games really, really well done again. That's what you would do. You have come out and said, hey, we know a lot of you have already bought this twice. We wanted to do this as a love letter to The Last of Us. So we're going to charge you 30 bucks for this time around for the work that we did do. And you would and you would move on and you would still make money off of it. But 70 bucks. Now, nah, you're just going for that little bit extra, in my opinion, because you do know a big percentage of your customer base, not all of them, not, you know, not 50 percent, but enough of them will pay that $70 that you think it is worth it to do this as a business decision, not just a passion decision. So yeah. that's where I think it crosses the line. We so. have the results from the first poll. Uh, it's a Last of Us remake worth $70, 28 votes um, on this and. But I think this is the first where we've had that many votes actually yeah. in, a, in a live chat poll and come out 100% on the answer. Um, 100% say that it is not worth yep. $70. Um, interesting. Um, now, also, we're running another poll here where I'm asking, is it a remake or a remaster? Yep. Well, I want y'all's opinion. Um, all right. So I guess I should say, what is it more of a remake yeah. or a remaster? Because... Yeah, like I, I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of weird hybrid thing. Yep, you know? yep, yep. That's where I'm at with it. So, all right, Mav, we are already man. We've had some good conversations going here, brother. Holy yeah, two, shit! Two hours and twenty two. minutes and two topics like this, <laughs> like this, man, like this. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Mav? Uh, we I've had, gone with um, the last two. Yeah, let's see. Uh, we had in our DMs earlier. We had discussed yep. uh, platinum games. Platinum Games, yeah. yeah. Ooh, interesting stuff from Platinum Games, too, this week. Hey, um, look, Platinum Games is very divisive, especially on the Xbox side of the community. Yeah. Um, there, a little there bit is, of earned feelings a little bit. Yeah, there's, there, there's definitely a lot of that. And again, I'm not going to tell anybody that their feelings are wrong um, in any way, shape, or form, because it is your own personal feelings. And if you feel that Platinum Games did Xbox wrong and your main brand is Xbox and, you know, you feel like, hey, I don't want to see Xbox work with them ever again. Well, um, you know, I'm not going to argue with you again. That's a personal take and that's per that's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I look at things a little bit more neutral than that. So I probably have a different opinion than you, but platinum games was definitely back in the news. First, it started with a rumor this week um, that platinum had approached Microsoft for their next project to publish and obviously help fund. Right. Um, and that you started this whole thing. And then it came out Mav that uh, Platinum Games had hired away uh, a Nintendo executive to yeah. join their crew, right? Um, Platinum Games is the ultimate definition or the ultimate example of a power hitter in baseball, right? This is the ultimate studio. Either you get a home run or you're striking out. Like, that's how Platinum Games is now seen. They have some of the best franchises they have made some of the great action games of all time. Near Automata, right? Um, Bayonetta. The list goes on and on. They have made some of the best action games 
but then you get the flops. Then, you know, you, you get these games that are like, who's making this? This is not platinum that's making this. So anyways, they've had an image problem for a while now. Um, obviously not helped out uh, by some of their devs, um, you know, who have done things in the past, said things that weren't actually great. And then you've got a situation like Scalebound happen, um, even though that was last generation, that carries over. And so I think right now we've heard them come out in the past and say, we wouldn't mind being acquired. Um, we, we, that we've saw, we've seen them, um, beg to work with Xbox again. What do they, what do you do to change that image, man? You go out and get a respected individual from one of the most respected companies in the industry, if not the most respected in Nintendo. Um, so they went out and hired Takao Yamani, from Nintendo to be the new vice president of Platinum Games. And they talked about a brand new era coming to Platinum Games. And I'll, I'm going to read from the article a little bit here from Tech Raptor. Uh, Platinum Games, the title is Platinum Games Expansion, aiming for 1K plus employees over multiple games. They're going big here, Math. They're going big. Um so Platinum Games has revealed new details regarding what's next for the studio. According to a new interview, Platinum is working on multiple unannounced projects and is looking to expand its workforce to more than 1,000 employees across these those projects in order to boost its publishing. Right now, Platinum Games is gearing up for the launch of Bayonetta 3, uh, which hits the Nintendo Switch in October. God, that should be multi-plat. Ah, so upset. Uh, despite this, the studio still found time to chat with Japanese gaming publication Famitsu. Uh, note that this article is in Japanese and they're using extra translation from gaming personality Nibel on Twitter. Shout out to Nibel, huge, huge part of this community about its future plans. After the former Nintendo managing director, Takao uh, Yamani, joined Platinum earlier this week, speculation was rife regarding what his appointment meant for the studio. It turns out that it's all part of a major expansion for Platinum with CEO Atahashi Anaba telling Famitsu that he wants the studio to exceed a thousand employees in the future, about half as many as Akoi Tecmo has, uh, currently speaking. Um, Yamani himself will head up Platinum's publishing division, which is aiming to publish games on a global scale, both physically and digitally. Studio's upcoming slate includes several unannounced projects for different publishers, with the scale ranging from smaller titles to bigger ones. Platinum is also currently working on a brand new IP separate to Project GG, which is the code name for one of the projects that we knew about, which could well be a live service game if Platinum sticks to the new direction it announced back in February of this year. Of course, the abject fa failure of Babylon's fall could cause the studio to rethink things in that direction. We'll have to wait and see. What do we know about Project GT? Uh, right now, details about Project GT are, GG are still pretty thin on the ground, but Platinum's Atushi Anaba and Hideki Kamaya, good old Kamiya, Kamiya, uh, <laughs> did share. <laughs> he's a great guy. Famously, famously. I think he, uh, I think it's Jez that famously uh, had an interview with him years ago. Jez loved the interview, thought he had a great time with him, and then wound up finding out that Kamiya blocked him on Twitter, which he does frequently. <laughs> Weirdest guy in the world. Kamiya uh, did share some more information in the Famitsu interview. It's a game that Yamani himself finds interesting. 
quote unquote, according to the interview, and it'll be published in-house by Platinum. So the studio isn't looking for an external publisher. Since the game was originally teased back in 2020, Camille says the project has expanded significantly and that he wants to make sure the game is as good as it possibly can be. Tencent's investment into the studio apparently helps in that department, but that doesn't mean Tencent has any creative control over Platinum. Rather, Tencent tells Platinum about trends in the industry, but then takes a hands-off approach, otherwise, according to Anaba. Yeah, we'll see if that, okay. Uh, Platinum dishes out a few more Juicy Project GG details and interview as well. Apparently, the game will have some kind of standout feature in a similar vein to Bayonetta's Witch Time or the Wonderful 101's uh, Unite Morph gimmicks. Perhaps most excitingly, Kamiya confirms that Shiba Inu, who made an appearance while a building collapsed in the original trailer, will have an expanded expanded role within the game so that's not the last we'll see of the fluffy little critter it's all go right now plat- platinum so hopefully we'll hear more about project gg and some of the studio's upcoming titles in the next few months math again scale bound caused a big stain within the xbox community directly it sure when did. it came to platinum yeah uh we we had we talked platinum uh what was it last year when the scale bound started going around people started um uh, scale bound started popping up people saying bring it back of course i made my you know opinion well known that i'd love to see scale bound come back i think you get the best out of platinum if you partnered with them the mm-hmm. right now i know a lot of people hated that take absolutely do never do business with platinum again I get yeah. your feelings. I'm just I'm just on board in business for second chances. Um, and I think platinum again, when you get the best out of platinum, and again, that's not always a for sure thing, but when you get the yeah. A team out of platinum, you're talking about some of the best games in the industry when they come out, whether you rate them from a critical standpoint or whether you look at customers and how happy they are, gamers, and what they get out of their games, some of the best in the business. When you get the worst. It's bad. It's bad, brother. It's bad. Yeah. Um, where are you with this, man? This is some, you know, again, I like to see Platinum's a, an established studio. They have a history in this industry. This is a team that's been around, obviously has a lot of talent, Yeah, has a ton of talent, but just doesn't always put it together all the time. But now they're trying to expand. They bring in a VP from Nintendo to be VP over at their place. Um, you know, it seems like they're trying to clean up their act a little bit here. They got to hire some talent if they want to get to a thousand people. What's your impressions of this, man? Where are they going here with platinum? And do you want Xbox to possibly maybe get back into business with them? Yeah, it seems like they're trying to clean up, like you said, clean up their act and like maybe, you know, make the necessary changes to improve themselves, which is good, you know, because Xbox isn't the only people they burned in the past either. You know, I mean, it's like uh, you've had some games like, complete garbage and you've had some games that are like wow these are like masterpieces and there's one thing that's not uh, that can't be overstated is that platinum has an amazing talent for action games right uh hack and slash action action type games uh they are one of the best at and that's still a hole that's kind of missing for me with xbox um i it's like one of those things you say well you know burn me once you know it's on it's on you burn me twice it's on me you know what I mean? But at the same point, right, there's only so many of these like top tier action game devs out there, a hack and slash type, you know, and if there's a potential to have something come out of that and improve um, 
their place in in um with those type of games maybe get some of those type of games into game pass and stuff more um i'm i'm for giving a second chance personally i think it's worth it i i think you do it caution cautionly right you, you go into it with certain stipulations you know you kind of have your eyes on things a little bit more you know you like um, you don't just like give them a huge blank check and be like, all right, we'll see you this game in five years. You know what I mean? You, you got to be a little bit more, um, uh, focused and hands-on with it and, and, and stuff like that. And I think that they would be like, I think they would make sure of all else that they don't burn Xbox again. Right. If they get that second chance, I think they want it. Hideki Kamiya said he wants it. Right. Platinum Games has come out from more than one person from Platinum Games in interviews said they want to work with Microsoft again. They want to work on Scalebound, actually. They want to bring that back. They've actually come out and said that. They can't without Microsoft's approval. You know, that was a dream game, supposedly, for Hideki Kamiya, right? And that was like someone, like a baby he wanted to make. Now, I don't know why he treated it the way he did, and they, and they did what they did with it, if that's true. However, um, they still want that game. Now, some people are speculating, well, they, they want Microsoft to bail them out, right? They, they're just desperate to get mm-hmm. in a new game, right? And they're just reaching and they're going for everything. But I think making this move now shows that kind of like what we talked with Ubisoft, hey, bring other people in, put them into control, right? Like it seems like they're making that tough decision right now within themselves to do that. And you got to kind of commend them for, for that. Now, a lot of it's in the name of growth and, they're trying to publish their own games and they just need some of that experience as well and everything. And they're trying to, trying to do a lot of that stuff, but it, you know, also comes with good relationships with partners, right? And Microsoft used to be a partner of theirs, uh, as well as lots of other uh, publishers that are out there and, and, and devs and stuff. So uh, I think if they could get on the right track and they just one game, Microsoft's got the money, right? I'm, there's, if this was like Microsoft could only had five games, that they could make and they're relying on platinum to make one of them. I'm saying no. Right. But like, we got like 50 games in development right now, at Microsoft, there's no like worry about content coming to the Xbox ecosystem. Right. So it's not going to hurt anybody to go and give them a chance now, not like in the early Xbox one days, right. When you're relying on them, like it's one of our only exclusives coming and then it gets, and then it gets uh, canned. It's like, Whoa, what just happened? You know, that was like the game we were looking forward to for so long. You know, Xbox isn't in that in that uh, space anymore. There's no, there's so much less reliance. Like if, if they, even if they were to get screwed, would it be the, a huge deal? You know, would it even burn Xbox fans that bad anymore? Because there's so much other stuff to look forward to coming out. I, I don't think so. Like I say, so the, the risk is, is way less than what the reward could possibly be. Right. The reward for this could be a stellar action series franchise that could be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem for years and years to come. Right. Whether it be scale bound or whether it be uh, something else completely. Uh, I think it's worth I think it's worth it to dive back in. And uh, I like the fact that Platinum is doing this in general just because they have so much talent, especially in that genre. And uh, I would like to see mm. more games on more systems. They've been having a great relationship with Nintendo. Yep. You know, they recently, was it, was it them that did the, uh, which one was it? Did they do the Square Enix one, the Final Fantasy one? or did yeah. they? Yes. And that one wasn't as bad, right, as the Babylon's Fall game. No, they did Babylon's Fall. Oh, they did Babylon's Fall. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. A- Te- 
Team Ninja did the other one, right? Tecmo. Okay. I think they did the other one. Wow. Tecmo. So Babylon's yeah. Fall was Platinum. So that's one yes. where they got burned. Yeah, that's what right. I, that was in that article. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. got oh, burned. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, but they they these guys made Near Automata. They you know they made Astral Chain, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta. <laughs> I mean, good phenomenal. You just you talk about running the gamut of some really great action games. I, I would love for Xbox to get involved with that, you know, cause guess what? The only game that I mentioned out of those that's on Xbox is near automata. Right. Um, the other ones, well, you know what? I, I think Bab- is no Babylon's fall is a timed exclusive timed exclusive. Yeah. So eventually <laughs> Xbox fans will get to play that game. <laughs> I said that's the next game pass game. <laughs> Probably so <laughs> from square. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I, I feel like it'd be worth the risk. You know, it's just so much. It's not as it's not as much to lose as there used to be with Xbox. You know, yeah, yeah. You take that risk. And, and, and go go polo. See exactly what I, you know. Again, there's a lot of people with your same opinion, right? First, go go polo said they will just make another game for Sony and Nintendo while being paid because there was a lot of rumors. That's what happened with Scalebound. There's been different yeah. sides that have now come out about that. You know, so there's a lot of different stories about that. And then he goes on, uh, Gogo goes on to say, there's a lot of other devs that could use the money. They burned the bridge when they yeah. blamed MS years ago. It's just bad business. Yeah, it's just not as many guys that are set capable of making these yeah. damn action yeah. games. You know? It's like, if you could get it, Team Ninja, it, yeah. like, go for it. Well, you they know? did, right? We got Team Ninja because we got that new uh, game coming up. Oh, you're right. They did get Team Ninja. <laughs> The guy okay. team well, never mind. <laughs> I, I forget the name of it off top. Yeah. Oh, I can't think oh, of the name fuck. of it. Yeah, it was announced at the uh, yeah at the Bethesda God, showcase. What's the name of that game? I, I God damn forgot it, like, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow, they did go back to Team Ninja. Yeah. Here, here's here's my point, Gogo Pope. Here's my counter point to yours. Right, I totally understand where you're coming from. Now, there's a lot of rumors, and Jez has kind of come out and shout out to Jez. He does. Ha- He's very knowledgeable. He gets a lot of information being a part of Windows Central. He says that there was other things in play at the time that it wasn't just one-sided, that, again, they did not come out and say anything about what happened back then because they possibly were under an NDA and could not say anything. And Phil just took all the blame. But, you know, it's been now said that, hey, they didn't know what they were doing with the engine. They hadn't had experience on it, all that kind of stuff on the Unreal engine. So they were having problems with it, blah, blah, blah. Whatever happened, bad things happened. Scalebound got canceled. Microsoft owns all of the IP of Scalebound. They still have all of the assets, okay? Here's my counterpoint to you, is that this was one of Camille's babies, Okay, this was an idea that he had that he absolutely loved. What happened happened, spilled milk under the bridge. If you give him a second chance, you give him a short leash, okay? You give them a very short leash. You make them prove how badly they want to do this game. I don't believe there's any way they screw it up a second time. I I really don't. Never say never. Not 100%, but I don't think there's any way. In fact, I think if you let him go back to his baby, and again, like Mav just talked about, like I talked about in the beginning, you get the best out of the best out of Platinum, you got yourself a chance at an incredible franchise like a Bayonetta, like a Nier Automata. You have your chance to get that out of them. And I think that if you do give them the second chance, they come back. Just out of pure ego, they come back. And do everything possible to make the best game that they can make out of that. And I think that that's what happens if you do give them a second chance. That's my only counter argument. Again, I understand completely. Is there still a chance you get burned again? Absolutely there is. 
but I think you give them a short lease, make them prove it. I think Platinum Games could give you the original game that you thought. Now, not everybody wanted that game. There's plenty of people who said the kids with the headphones riding dragons wasn't for them. I get that. To me, that's cool. I like the weird, wacky, wild stuff that comes out of the East. So I thought the kids with the beats riding dragons was pretty fantastic. I thought I couldn't wait to play that game. And I wasn't on the Xbox ecosystem at that time. I was on PlayStation ecosystem at that time. But that was one of the games when I saw Xbox promote that game and it was coming from Platinum. I was like, oh, look at look at Xbox making some moves over here. I like this. This is 360 type game coming out just out of the blue, crazy new IP. So I was excited for it. So for me, I think you get the best out of the best. If you give them another go, I think they come back with everything to prove to Microsoft and Xbox, whether it's because of the money factor or whether it's just because of the ego, because of the honor that was lost when they didn't make that game right and they failed by Microsoft, I think you, I, I think you, there's a real shot. You do get the great platinum games, not the B side platinum games. I think you get the top hits platinum games from that deal. That's why I would give them another chance. But overall, whether Microsoft gets into you know a deal with them again or not doesn't matter. I'm happy that Platinum Games is taking a new direction. I'm happy happy that they brought on somebody from Nintendo to kind of maybe figure out what has been going wrong there. That you get a really great game and then you you get a Bayonetta, but then you get a Babylon's Fall. Right? If they can figure that out and they can increase the size of their studio to a thousand, do more projects, start self publishing. I like to see that. I think Platinum Games could be one of those, you know, again, they've already proven themselves, but I think they can become more consistent and put out more great games and it'll go multi-plat more often versus what we've got right now where they have to cut deals to be exclusive with like Nintendo for Bayonetta 3, um, you know, or, you know, a, a timed exclusivity like they had under Square Enix with uh, PlayStation for Babylon's Fall. That didn't turn out great. But what I'm saying is we'll see those games come to more systems, including Xbox, more frequently, no matter what. And that's what I want to see. So um, I'm happy for Platinum. And I think it's a great move. So again, I'm not a platinum hater. I, I again, I'm not going to tell you not to be if you if you just despise them for what happened with Scalebound and and just the whole deal. I understand completely. But for me, this is exciting, and I was really happy to see this come out of platinum. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go go. Uh, Babylon's Fall was absolutely horrible, according to most people. So yeah, uh, I haven't again, tried I, expect- it. I can't speak on it. But <laughs> no, I- no, no, no. <laughs> But I saw the reviews. I can't wait to, I, I think it's going to drop into Game Pass at some point. I think Square will cut a deal, a cheap deal with uh, Xbox to bring it over to Game Pass and see if they can revive it. But uh, yeah, definitely wasn't one of their good ones. So um, maybe man, it'll go into PS Plus Extra. Maybe it'll go into PS Plus Extra. Maybe. I think it's got a better shot at over somewhere where nobody's heard about it, like on Xbox side, because we haven't had yeah. it yet. <laughs> that and there's a lot more subscribers on there's Game a Pass. A lot more subscribers. Yeah, exactly. And we're willing to try things uh even things that have maybe gotten bad reviews so yeah um yeah math so damn man two hours there's only one last thing you'd like really to touch on is discord on xbox yeah discord on xbox yeah let's talk about that i totally forgot about that thanks for reminding me discord on xbox map so anybody living underneath a rock listen this is interesting from a lot of different perspectives um Again, is it the biggest deal in the world? No. Uh, Is it a quality of life feature that millions of Xbox users have been asking for? Absolutely. For those of you that forgot 
last year, um, twenty twenty one. Um, I don't remember what time was it the beginning of the year, Mav? Was it springtime? Um, Xbox was rumored to be in talks to actually buy Discord. Yeah. Now I, it turned it was like late last year, early this year. I don't remember exactly what, when, but I think then, it was last year. But then it was last year. So it was like, like, like yeah. invested a lot of money or something. That that's that's what's crazy. So the deal so again. Whether you care or not, the deal kind of turned out to be um, a fake deal. I think it was Discord trying yeah. to garner value in their company um, because they decided not to do the deal. Um, they um, And what happened after that, then all of a sudden Sony announces a partnership with Discord. It wasn't very long after the deal fell through with Microsoft completely. Sony announces this big partnership that they're going to integrate Discord into PlayStation, which is awesome because PlayStation needs help. Like their voice chat, not good. Okay, not good at all. So people were happy. There were people dancing on Microsoft's grave saying, ha, 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 you thought you were going to buy them. Now they're partnered with PlayStation. PlayStation gets to Discord first, Bob, all this stuff. Microsoft and Xbox went completely silent about Discord. People were clamoring for it still saying, look, you guys got to make this deal. We could use Discord. This is going to open up. You know, you, you got up to, what, 100 people that you can do in your in your chats. It just makes it so much easier for a lot of people who use Discord for everything. And Microsoft and Xbox went completely silent. Deal fell through. Sony comes out, announces their partnership, and nothing, Mav. But here it is, Mav. Here it is. Here we are this week. And out of the blue, out of the blue, Microsoft and Xbox have been working behind the scenes to get something yeah. done. And guess what's going to wind up happening? Not only do they announce that Discord is coming to Xbox, but oh, by the way, it's already in the insider program. Now, there's some things yeah. you have to do. It's not, it's not a app, native app. It's not as easy as some would like. But they come out of the gates. PlayStation still does not have any Discord integration. And Xbox is getting it first even after all of that, Mav. So kind of a huge deal. I can't imagine our Friday night game nights back in the day after Xbox Ultimate if we would have had Discord available with up to 100 people in our chat. It would have been absolutely insane. Those nights when people were waiting to come come to our chat because we were full, it would have been fantastic. I mean, it would have been insanity i can't even i can i can barely stand five people in a chat at one time talking i can't imagine what it'd be like with 100 people being able to jump in but it's going to be cool for a lot of different reasons very convenient for a lot of people what were your thoughts when you heard this map pretty cool stuff man pretty exciting yeah i mean i think the big news before when like sony did a partnership with them i think like you know microsoft must have already had some kind of partnership with them before because they've had the discord discord nitro perks and game pass for they a have. long time and stuff so they have I yeah. don't know how much more substantial Sony's partnership ever was than Microsoft's to begin with. Um, Microsoft even going as far as to potentially even buy them out, which ended up not happening, right, as you said. But um, it's crazy, you know, that this is finally happening. Like, I, Regardless of, you know, where it's happening first, like it, it's <laughs> awesome to get. Now, I'll say the process right now seems a little bit not the best experience to get it to work, yeah. but this is like early stages here. Yep. Um, finally at multi-platform cross uh, chat application going into yep. Xbox. I, I would assume it's going to be going to PlayStation at some point, you know, um, yep. and hopefully Nintendo. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it's great, you know, with cross play and everything happening more and more, you know, with uh, cross 
progression, you know, going like a lot of times I'll sit here on a game bar and uh, Xbox game bar and chat, you know, uh, everybody on, on Xbox, this is where I stream and stuff too. Right. So like having discord more integrated with Xbox, I think is only going to grow. This is going to be a starting point. And I think we'll see some more integration, hopefully in the long term. You know, I would like to even see straight console to discord streaming from Xbox down the line. Yeah. I would like to see, you know, like uh video chat app abilities and, and, and all these different kinds of things. I would like to see um, you be able to engage in, you know, the conversation and like the uh, um, chat rooms and stuff like that as well uh, with the, the, the text only chat rooms and stuff, the different servers all across the board. Uh, it'd be cool to browse the servers, join the channels directly from the Xbox and all that kind of stuff. And maybe this is like the starting step to be fully integrated, but it's a good, it's a good starting point. Right. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try it out. We're going to see how it works. You know, um, the key, the key is, is getting everybody on board to integrate that, you know, right. because right. if they don't simplify it, it's not yeah. going to take off like yeah. it could. Right. Right. But it's good to have another option. Like I know a lot of it, content creators and streamers and stuff and, and people in the PC gaming community only use discord right for chat. Right. Uh, we use discord. We were used discord to, for our podcast for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of content creators that use discord for their podcast. And um, we used to use it a lot more than we do now. We have a, an active uh, discord, a semi-active discord community. It's not the most top in place or whatever, but like there's a lot of awesome people in there that uh, give feedback and stuff. And it's cool to be able to be more active in there, potentially cross that over with Xbox. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind yep. of joining of the communities, if you as if you will. I, that's kind of what I envisioned for it. Um, yeah, man, look, I'm looking forward to that. I I want to see how well it works. I'm hoping there's not any weird like echo issues or dropping in, in and right. out and that kind of stuff. I think there's probably going to be bugs to begin with because uh, Discord in itself has been known to be buggy at times, even with uh, the, the chats and everything you have going on there. So. Um, but yeah, it's a good first step. I want to see it on PlayStation. I want to see it on Nintendo. Yeah, for and sure. Then, then I, it, the circle it, will be complete. Right. And then you can have, like you said, then just the chat will be easy amongst anybody using yeah. wherever they're at. Right. That's the main goal here. So I, I think that this is, this is a great step in the right direction, man. Yeah. And I was happy to see it this week. So, and a lot of people were, I mean, it went, people went nuts uh, as soon as it was announced. So um, great move, great move by Xbox. And like you said, you know, I think this partnership had been brewing for a long time. They, if you go back, I, I think it was two years ago, three years ago that they announced that they had a deal with discord. And like you said, there's been things, mm-hmm. um, you know, like discord nitro and shit showing up in, you know, some of the perks, but you know everybody was kind of wondering and then the, obviously the acquisition started and everybody was like well what are they going to do here yeah and then the, the sony announcement came out and everybody was like well why don't we have this yet over on xbox then and then all of a sudden this pops up so long awaited or long awaited uh functionality coming to xbox through discord uh really a great move like you said though map they do have to work on the simplifying the process um because that is going to deter a lot of people believe it or not a lot of people just don't want to mess with anything on their console so the easier it is to have it activated to allow people to use it the better it's going to be as far as number of people using it uh overall and i think that that would probably be the goal xbox always wants that anyway so hopefully we can get that worked out so uh fantastic see did you get elvin's super chat by the way uh not yet i was gonna get to that right now 
Shout out to Alvin. He's five dollar super chat says a big Japanese devs that makes third person action adventure games is wanting to work with Xbox and people are opposed to this. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Again, feelings, feelings do that. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm all bored. So I'm not opposed to it at all. So I'd love to see it and uh uh, see what they come out. See what comes out of it, even if it's not scalable. Even if it's a brand new IP, yeah. I'd love to see them get a the second Platinum chance. Platinum Games so. just needs a big banner yeah. on their windows that says "Under New Management." You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everybody be willing <laughs> to give perfect. them a second chance. Yeah. I think that's what a lot this was. This, I think this <laughs> VP move is going yeah. to change um, some perspectives because he's going to mm-hmm. bring a completely different yeah. kind of outlook Kimia to what they've been be doing. A little bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, 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 he is. So this is going to be like that counterbalance to that. You know what I mean? Um, And they got big plans. They got they want to move in a lot of different directions. So they need that stability, somebody, a calming effect on the entire uh, corp over there. And I think that's what this guy's. I wonder if the new vice president will be prone to making Game Pass deals. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or or is he a mole for Nintendo at the end of the day? Nintendo makes one of their rare acquisitions of platinum and go after platinum. I mean, they have such a good relationship with them and make some great games with them. I mean, Bayonetta and now. And now the Astral Chain is a yeah. great franchise. For that's them. what I'm saying. So, like it could be the rare move for Nintendo, right? So uh, I, that's the first thing I yeah. thought of when I saw it too. So N- Nintendo shout out bought to, a uh, yeah, film pr- production company or some shit like that. Nintendo, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's be in- yeah. They're making quiet. They make those quiet moves, yeah. but they're eventually going to have to see the future here too, and mm-hmm. and try to make a little bit of move. Try to get some more talent in there. But shout out to Fifth Horseman who did provide us with the name Wolong, uh, which Wolong, is the name yeah. that we were trying to. Uh, the game that uh, Koi Tecmo is making, Team Ninja is making with Xbox. That is a hard name for me to remember for some reason. Yeah, dude. Wolong. I know. I don't know why either. I don't know why it slipped my head because I'm like, super excited for it. Like, I love Team Ninja and yeah. I can't wait to see what they bring to the table. And it looks amazing uh, just from the CGI. So, um, can't wait to see that. And shout out to Splendivorous showing up in the chat and Boogeyman, Boogie, 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 uh, showing up in here. Always great to see both of you uh, jumping in here, brothers. Appreciate you both. Uh, you all have been amazing in chat tonight. The chat was flying. Flying. We had a lot of discussion in there. Appreciate every single one of you. Um, but Mav, I think that's about it. You think so? I think we've covered I think everything, so, right? man. Like three hours almost. Yeah. So we're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah, we're good to go. Let's get everybody out of here so you can enjoy the rest of the Thursday evening into the last day of the week, Friday. But this was a great, great show. Again, love you all. Thank you all for showing up here. Mav, brother, it's always great to catch up with you on Thursday nights. Uh, we do not game together much as much as we used to, uh, so I don't get to chat with I you outside you. of the DMs. I, that's fine. You can blame me. It is it is a lot of me. My schedule is totally effed right now. I don't play as much as I once was, but um, it's great to catch up with you on Thursday nights, Absolutely. and it's always just such an easy conversation with you, brother, and, and again, tonight just flew by, so tell everybody. Where, oh, wait. We got one more super chat from Spooky, the breathtaking gamer. That's right. An Australian $7.00 and 99 cents amazing show as always brothers always entertaining always one of the best to engage with in the chat we love you and appreciate you both brother you know what it it is man man. just nothing but love and respect man just glad you are in our chats glad you are doing your podcasting thing again glad for you and your family brother you are here um and uh, appreciate you stopping in man and appreciate the super chat thank you um but mav tell everybody what you got coming up Besides power washing, please tell me it's going to be more than just power washing for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and into next week. What are you uh, going to do? Man, I'm streaming more games, playing more Hot Wheels, playing more uh, As Dust Falls. Yes, power washing. 
will be part of all of it. Uh, don't know exactly what I got besides the uh, regular shows for content, but I'm always trying to think of things. Um, had tried to do some random different stuff. I had this great interview last week with this anonymous uh, guy that <laughs> wanted to do to do some stuff, and um, uh, I didn't know what to expect when I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you did this!" But it's amazing. It was hilarious. Uh, you like that pong? He was a great yeah. guest. Great guest. I'm gonna have him back probably at some point when it, when it's relevant. When there's something relevant, probably uh, see if he can't come back. And um, other than that, you know, we got Xbox Ultimate Podcast tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, playing games this weekend uh, for sure. Uh, game streams and all that kind of stuff. Don't know exactly what I play. I usually don't decide because I play what I feel like playing. And that's what I stream. Right. So um, then coming up uh, next week, Monday, FSP at 10 p.m. Eastern on Monday night. And uh, yeah, uh, more content coming your way, everybody. Uh, follow on Twitter at Fun Speculation. Hit the notification bell if you want to find out whenever I'm going live for um, all of the streams and podcasts and shows and stuff. And um, also on YouTube, hit that notification bell. Like, share, subscribe. And also, hey, I've been doing better at getting the audio shows up for even PM and the PM. So PM and the PM and Xbox Ultimate, I'm putting up an audio every week. And uh, check it, check those out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, uh, the iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, leave reviews on on Spotify and uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. It greatly helps the people find us. So um, I don't ask for that enough. But like, if you if you like the show, you like the content, you know that's one way that you can help, um, as well as sharing this out to everybody. Some people say, "Hey, why do you keep sharing these people's stuff out all the time?" You know. I we love when people share our stuff out. So, you know, don't ever feel like, you know, you know, you can't share stuff out. We love that. You know, it helps everybody get more discoverability and stuff and bring people to the channel. So appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys rock. Pong Soul, where is everybody gonna catch you this week, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, shout out to Drunken Donut stopping on in here. Good to see you and back from the dead back. Even though you're just catching the outros, man, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks for dropping in here. Um, yeah, Mav. So listen, this was a fun show. A um, lot of good topics. I mean, we had a lot of conversation, which is just awesome, man. I love going back and forth with you on this. Like I said, outside of the DMs, it's just great to do that. And so this was amazing uh, episode, uh, even though the topics, again, it's one of those weeks, but we find a way to talk about this stuff. And I think we bring an interesting perspective. So shout out to you, man, uh, for everything you do behind the scenes and Caitlin as well for always making the beautiful thumbnails and everything else that she does sharing it out since both of you and I are usually working. Yeah. Um, no, appreciate both of you and love you guys. And you know that and chat again, amazing, nothing but respect from the heart. Love all of you again, keep Lupa in your thoughts, prayers, energy as she recovers from what she's going through again if you weren't here for the beginning of the show math tweeted out an update john her husband got in contact with math today and said she has woken up which is a big step uh, after her 18 hour surgery so moving in the right direction so please continue to do that and thank you all for doing that all these weeks that we've been asking you to appreciate every single one of you listen um you can find me obviously pong soul and xbox pong soul on twitter i am approaching three thousand followers on twitter which is absolutely insane to me uh ridiculous especially since i'm not as active as i once was um i appreciate all of you so if you're not always following me i do tweet out stuff i do do a lot of retweeting of news of people's podcasts 
still when I can. So follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, I'm always around somewhere. Um, or if I'm not, I will be eventually. So please do that. Otherwise, tomorrow night, I will be back on Xbox Ultimate. I had a rare miss last week due to a work function. I was at a baseball game last Friday night um, before I went out to the air show. It was a crazy weekend, but I will be back tomorrow night. Um, not sure if I'm going to be at the start of the show. We'll find that out, but I will be there at some point. So join us like fun. All around fun speculations channel right back here again. As Matt said, it's going to be a great time. It always is no matter who's there, man, we just laugh. We, we just go left up, down, left, right. Oh, Mike no matter what. is going to be here tomorrow. Oh, oh we yeah. got, we got brother Mike coming. Yes. Oh yeah. damn. I'm definitely going to have It'll to try to make the show. start of the show. <laughs> we just, we won't let him answer a whole lot of questions. That's what we'll do. Okay. Keep him out. Shout out to brother Mike. <laughs> no, uh, that's going to be an awesome show. Awesome. I haven't been on with brother Mike in a long time. Yeah, so that's going to be amazing. Out. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, so yeah. Xbox ultimate tomorrow night, 9 PM Eastern, eight o'clock central time, Saturday morning. Again, rare miss last week, but Steele and I are back. I'll be putting out a video tomorrow. So we will be there Saturday morning, please. Hope you didn't forget about us after we had to take a, a week off last week because, again, I was out at the air show getting my face fried. I'm like, I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm face off right now from, uh, obviously, the great Nicolas Cage and John Travolta film. Um, that's what it feels like. But we will be back Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, living split screen, split screen, all one word. Be there. Even if you're half asleep, we will bring the energy for you. Steele and I are going to have a great time. He and I have not had a chance to talk or game either over the past couple of weeks so we're going to have a lot of catch up to do it's going to be fun we always get the chat involved be there please tell a friend bring a friend we're on mission 1k we need a lot of help right now but we are moving forward we love the community we're building over so living split screen every saturday morning including this one we will be there and then of course next week tuesday Xbox Factor Podcast. I, it's end of the month, so I don't think I'm going to be there again. It's just really hard for me right now on Tuesdays. But you know Mr. Boomstick. He's got the full panel all the time. It's going to be a lot of great conversations. That's where it's at. Double Barrel Gaming every Tuesday. All good things green. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then, of course, I will be back here. Oh, wait. I forgot the Shop Podcast on Saturday night. How the hell did I forget the Shop <laughs> forgot Podcast? One for the first time ever. That's wow, happened. I did. You, I'm fried. See, this is what it's done to my brain. The Shop Podcast Saturday night. I was thinking to myself, what of them is Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. We got we got Kay Asante coming through again. He's becoming a regular over on the Shop Podcast. Always a fantastic time when he's around. So join the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Be there. It's going to be a blast. And we end your Saturday night right. And then, like I said, Tuesday, Xbox Factor. I may not be there, but it doesn't matter. It's a great show. You got to show up for Boom. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Thursday, I'll be back here for PM and the PM. Um, listen, it's the golden age of gaming, people. My God, I was looking at the games coming out for the rest of the year, Mav. Even without Microsoft having first-party titles, it is so ridiculous it how is. many games I have on my wish list right now. It is utterly ridiculous. And I'm just talking single-player games that I went through. My God, I may make a tweet tomorrow morning about this. Ridiculous. It is the golden age. There's so much to enjoy. Get out there. Do that. Play what you love. Love what you play. And I'm going to talk to you all real, real soon, starting tomorrow night. Mav, get us out of here. Bye, everybody. Thank you again. Have a good one.